The mountains are calling. Let's escape the noise. This is episode 66 of the Just Trek podcast. Welcome to the Just Trek podcast, where elevation is our recreation. This is your host, Justin Just Rock Ramon, coming to you from Los Angeles. On this show, you will hear stories and adventures from inspirational hikers, explorers, weekend warriors, to even creatives in the LA community and beyond. Join the Just Trek crew on our journey to True North. We aim to inspire, motivate, and elevate you to a higher state of well being. You can follow us on Instagram at just.trek, facebook.com slash just trek official, and our website justtrek.net. This episode is brought to you by Cotopaxi. Cotopaxi is an outdoor apparel brand known for their high-quality outdoor essentials. They create sustainable products to fight extreme poverty, inspire adventure, and move people to do good. Their social impact strategy focuses on global poverty alleviation, and they strive to employ responsible sourcing and manufacturing practices throughout their supply chains. So much good going on with this company that I absolutely love, so make sure to check them out more on Cotopaxi.com And if you are local to Los Angeles, definitely give their brand new LA store a visit. It is located in El Segundo at the point. Just Trek crew, what it do? This is your host, Just Rock. And on this episode, my special guest goes by Angelica Avea, aka Adventures with Angelica. She is a plus size outdoor explorer, backpacker, writer, diversity and inclusion advocate, hiking guide, and is an inspiring community leader. We chat about her first hiking memories, what sparked her passion for backpacking, the debut of her feature film Forward at the Coast Film and Music Festival, her top SoCal hikes, hiking hacks and backpacking tips, diversifying the great outdoors, the five peak challenge in the San Gabriel Mountains, redemption on Mount Kilimanjaro, unfortunate encounters on the trails, her special connection with Carla Amador and the 52 Hike Challenge, the transition from through hiking to settling back to everyday life, empowering women and men of all shapes and sizes to get outside, and the one outdoor experience she would relive all over again. Here's our conversation. I hope you enjoy. The Just Trek podcast is recorded on Gabrielino Tongvaland. The natives and indigenous people are not a thing of the past. They are present among us right here, right now. So let's keep educating ourselves and take the opportunity sometime to interact and learn from them. It's important to fill ourselves with more knowledge so we can become better outdoor stewards in our journey alongside Mother Nature and in the public lands we explore. Before we jump into the conversation, I want to let you know that the Just Trek merch store is officially live right now. If you would like to support my podcast journey and represent Just Trek on your adventures, please make sure to check out justtrek.net slash shop. That is J-U-S-T-T-R-E-K dot N-E-T slash shop. We currently have new merch available for purchase. I appreciate you all so much. And now let's get back to the show. What is going on, everyone? We have quite the inspirational guest on the show today. 
This individual is the most beloved member of the SoCal Outdoor community and has been making a major impact through her guided group hikes, charitable community events, and her epic outdoor adventures. She is on a mission to diversify the outdoors and especially empower women of all shapes and sizes to get outside, thrive, and explore. And without further ado, welcome to the podcast, Adventures with Angelica. Hi. How you like that intro? Oh my gosh, that was incredible. I was like... I got you, girl. And it's so great so good. to have a fellow Aries on the show. And as you know, we love to bring the fire and passion to everything that we do. Isn't that right? Yes. Fire sign forever. Fire sign forever. Sun sign forever. So it was so wonderful catching you at the last High Hikers Feral Group Hike in Griffith Park recently. And as you know, I had to leave early from it to attend another event in downtown L.A., but I saw it was quite the fiesta after the hike in the picnic area. Did you stay the rest of the time or what happened with you the rest w- of that day? I wasn't able to stay. It's actually my bro- my older brother's birthday. Okay. But I had to go like one out of respect. He's done so much. And then two, just he's done a lot for the community. So we need to show up for him too. Um, he's always given us so much out of pocket. Um, and I've always felt welcomed at his hikes. The people there are amazing, and so it was, re- it was really nice to see a turnout for him. He deserves that. Oh, absolutely. It was like a hiking army. I think there was like, what, like 50, 60 plus people that came out? Yeah, it was a lot of people. Do you think it's his last ever, for sure? Are you, you can't quit hiking. Like It's in you forever, but I know that he has other dreams sure. and goals. And it's time for him to work and achieve those. And I can't wait to see him get all that. I agree. I agree. Shout out to Juan from High Hikers. He is a real one. He's a real special person in the community that I definitely got to salute as an OG. And he does a lot of the work. He does it all. Um, It was just me, you know, sliding into his DMs, Mm -hmm. (laughs) asking him, hey, will you please do this? This, I really have this idea. I want to do this hike with you, um, like an event with you. And he said, yes, like. I'm like, what, really? Cool. And he just took charge. So it's all credit goes to him. So salutes the High Hikers 2018 to 2023. Five years of community adventures and just connecting people. He's definitely a master catalyst within the community. And right now, I actually want to acknowledge something that happened today. Earlier today in <laughs> Laguna Beach, something super special happened that we will definitely be talking more in depth about a bit later but it's definitely something we need to acknowledge right here, right now. Let the people know, why were you out there in Laguna Beach, Orange County? Okay, today was the world premiere of Full Word, the short documentary. Woo! Hey, we gotta Uh, give a round of applause for that one. Go, Angelica. (laughs) Hey, hey, do your dance. Do your dance. Um, it It was so cool. I've never been to a film festival, and I was just super excited that we got accepted into one. And... It was amazing, and the people were so nice, and to see, like, your film on the big screen, it's just, it's mind-blowing. Do you feel like a star? No. You are a star! You are a (laughs) shining star, Angelica, come on. Uh, A lot of people, it was weird, too. People came up to me after the film, and they were just telling me, I loved your film, I loved your message, and they were sharing their experience with me, and I'm like, oh, snaps. Okay, this is, you know, yeah. this is hitting people. Yeah, I know yeah. that uh, that was quite a moment for you earlier today. And I know you're going to bring that 
beautiful, positive energy into this conversation. And we'll definitely talk more about that because I have so many questions in regards to your world premiere of the film. What was the name of the festival again? The Coast Film Festival in Laguna. Okay. Have you actually been to that area before? Like Laguna Beach, Laguna, and ever explored around there? No, I haven't. It's really like um, rich. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I haven't been out there and it was beautiful. Everything's like by the beach. We actually got to eat out there and we stayed the night out there. Oh, what? Um, last night. Yeah. VIP. <laughs> so cool. VIP. Yeah. So they, it was really super sweet. And I took my mom too. Oh, how did mom uh, like the event? So she she usually gets nervous. Um, this time she decided to be brave. She came and went and she got to see a lot of the ladies that showed up. And at one point she goes, you guys are like a family. I'm like, yes, mom. <laughs> so I've been trying to tell you. Oh, man. I She must have had the biggest of smiles on her faces. Just super proud of her daughter and like, wow, like this is like a big thing for her. And, and she's making a massive impact on the community at large. Congrats again, Angelica, on that. We will definitely get in more depth about that project and just how that whole experience was, okay? Mm-hmm. All right, so check it out. Before we get into all your outdoor adventures and amazing brands that you've partnered with, I want to learn more about you and your outdoor journey and dig deeper into that. So I want you to take us Ooh. back. What was your first hiking memory? Oh, my first hiking memory uh, was I started out with Eaton Canyon. I was not able to do three miles. It was so hard. My body just hurt after. And it wasn't really a fun experience either, probably because of who I went with. But <laughs> yeah, was this with friends or like strangers or a group? Uh, an ex. <laughs> oh, an ex. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, he would tell me like, ah, you're never going to be able to do more than three miles. He actually said that to you? <laughs> yeah must have lit a fire inside and of I, you yeah and then i was so slow which is fine but but i liked what the end part like getting to the waterfall i'm like what i did this i can see this you kidding me it's a very impressive waterfall although it's a very popular trail i understand why it's so popular how how long ago was this first hiking memory for you this experience that one was back in 2016 okay and prior to you doing that Eaton Canyon hike where you just never outdoorsy, you just kind of like fell into it. Like how did that transition happen to going on that first hike? I didn't grow up with the outdoors or hiking. Like, do we do that? Yeah. Where did you grow up? <laughs> um, or camp in Lakewood. And I mean, we back then we had a pool. So I just lived in my pool in the summers swimming. But that was like my outdoors, my backyard. I didn't know, you know, Griffith Park would be my new backyard soon yes. or later. Um, but, yeah, I didn't grow up hiking. So I just got a couple of hikes, that bad experience, and then some other hikes with some friends. And I'm like, this is fun. Like, this feels good. I want more. But what was the catalyst for, like, you getting out there? Like, to be curious, like, hey, let me try this hiking thing out. Just that I was, you know, all the people that you see out there – athletic and I didn't see me and I'm just like but I'm doing this like I'm gonna keep doing this this is fun like look where my body took me um, when you say this is me just, unpack that a bit me like plus size um, 
plus size Mexican American female out there in the outdoors I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> but then like I would get I it lit a fire and then there's also social media and I would just see all these beautiful places where people went and I'm like well how do I go there uh. I want to see that for my for myself like this is amazing like I can do this and after that first group hike, uh, or not group hike, that first hiking memory at Eden Canyon, did you afterwards really delve into the hiking scene? Or was there like a, a space or gap in between? And if there was, you know, what brought you back into, you know, continuing that hiking journey? Well, I think it, those first few hikes, and I, I think it just takes one and you're addicted. <laughs> and I started, I got, I followed this page, Girls Who Hike. They are not a page anymore. But they were, and I just put out a post in that page, in that group page. I'm like, hey, I'm very slow. Um, I'm new. It might take all day. Uh, I won't leave you if you don't leave me. Mm. <laughs> Let's go hike this. And that was my first post. And I think it was like 17 women showed up to go hike Mount Wilson with me. Oh, Wow. You just putting yourself <laughs> out there and you got such a strong response. Yes. And I did. We did it like it took me a very long time. We finished close to dark. But the I met some people and I'm still friends with them. But I just couldn't believe. And and I was late. There was something on the freeway. So I was an hour late. Oh, my God. Women <laughs> waited for me. They're like, we about an to leave this person to go do. What is it? 14, 14 miles? Correct. It is a very lengthy route, which is part of the SoCal Six Pack of Peaks Challenge. It is definitely a torturous, long mileage burner. Yes, it is. But it was also after I had um, done Mount Baldy for, by myself for the first time. Oh, you did Mount Baldy by yourself? Yeah. That, the first time I ever did it was by myself. And I did it um, Devil's Backbone way because I had read, researched... I'm like, this seems safe for me to go this way. Let me do it this way first. And it was so cool. How are you discovering these peaks? Was it through blogs or just other hiking group pages? Like, what were the resources that, you know, sparked your, like, the, outdoor inspiration and to get on out there? The, the hiking guy. <laughs> ah, yes. Shout out to Chris Hazard, the hiking guy. A previous <laughs> guest on this very podcast. I'm blanking out on his episode number. I want to say 49? Just, just recent. Maybe? Yeah. I would read, like everything i would try to be prepared i would use all trails and then i um on instagram i would try and whoever had posted recently so that i could get any kind of recent uh information on the hikes yeah the hiking guys hiking guide is mm -hmm. definitely the gold standard in terms of uh logistics and super uh in-depth details like he really breaks it down like from training hikes to build up to maybe this certain mountain or like the certain uh gps devices from hiking poles to shoe recommendations like he definitely has like his whole blog and writing setup really dialed in also sorry to go back on the first time i did baldy i ran into the the was trail no the trail Night Terror or the Runners, the Running Club? The Running Club. It's a, a trail running club or an actual running club? It was a trail. It's like L.A. Trail. or L.A. Trail Killers? Running. Is that it? No, 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 oh. no. The Running Club. 
like not night terrors but running they're a group okay a running uh, club so okay cool. yeah i forgot the name of it but they were so nice to yeah me. they're like you're doing great like and we went back to the baldy notch and had a drink there yes. and yeah they just made me feel like family they were strangers that's always the most special thing when you do a solo hike a solo adventure and then you meet others on the trip or on the trail because I strongly feel, believe that when we're out there on the trails, even if we're on a solo journey or in different groups, we're all bonded by the mountain. So we're all really in it together. And it's so beautiful and amazing to always hear when people are very welcoming, especially at the summit or on the way up or on the way down and they strike up conversation. And I'm really happy that they made you feel at home, being that that was your first solo trek and solo summit of Mount Baldy, which is the tallest mountain in Olivelli County at 10,064 feet if the listeners may not be familiar. Um, after you did the, uh, the Mount Baldy trek, how did you feel right afterwards? Because that's, that's a major oh. challenge no matter, no matter what route you do. The hurt felt so good. Um, all week, all week, maybe two weeks, I was just like naturally high. I was like, this is the greatest feeling ever. How, how can I do more of this? Like, and I was starting to research 52 hike challenge, six pack of peaks. Yes. And I was like, I want more. Give me more. It's really an addiction, the peak bagging addiction, or just exploring new trails and just collecting them, right? And because mm -hmm. we, we know the more we do, that we can go back to it and feel more comfortable like it's, it's our home. And we can bring yes, others with us at home. some point. Yep. It is home. The mountains are home. Definitely Mount Baldy is a local favorite of most socal hikers it is definitely a socal hiker rite of passage uh to go back to your mount wilson uh group hike where you put yourself out there made a post and you said what 15 to 20 women came on it mm -hmm. right so you said yes. that was like one of the major moments that you knew like the hiking thing was going to become a major part of like your lifestyle and identity moving forward would you say yes because then after that i kept doing more hikes and i was doing more fun themed hikes too i did a friendsgiving i did an ugly sweater christmas hike i was all about being extra and during these hikes i saw all these women strangers and then they're just talking with each other they're finding out oh we live close we can carpool um let's go hang out and they were becoming friends so i, I was like not to toot my own horn, I was like, I did this. And I thought, well, maybe I could become one of these ambassadors. And I applied. I, I love writing, so I like poured my heart, which I've poured my heart into every application I've done. And it's worked for me. So, you know, lead with your heart, lead with love. And uh, they messaged me, of course we want you. We were waiting. I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> You're waiting for me. Wait, what? Uh, what and brand was this or org? This was just for girls who hike, and then for 2017, I just was leading hikes officially. Wait, 2017, I was doing unofficial hikes, and then 2018, I was doing official hikes for them. Wow, so you've been hosting group hikes for a while now. So, at this point, it's been six years. I just try to be quiet. I just try to be quiet about it. Oh, you're humble about it. Yeah. That's a. That's a significant amount of years, Angelica. Six years to host community group hikes. How special. And you're so good at it from all the content that I see and from the, the ones that I have been with you on. I didn't realize you've been doing this for so many years. Yeah. 
the writing thing you said you love writing where did that come from i feel like i'm pretty creative i mean anything i try to attempt or put my heart into i'm good at it except singing i cannot sing <laughs> any other creative artistic thing i'm good singing no <laughs> so but writing i cannot hold a tune i sound terrible but writing, I remember in elementary, like, I loved writing little stories. And I, as I got older, I'm like, this is fun. And then now it's just like such an outlet. And I feel like that's the best way to just, I don't know. Do you find yourself the post is like a, doing like nature journaling in the outdoors often? Or is it oh, more like I'll poems? Take, I'll take notes yeah. and I can and pictures. And from that, I know... I know that moment, how it felt, how, what it smelled like, uh, what I saw, who was with me, everything. And I can just like, from the pictures and my few notes, just like color, color a whole page for you guys. Oh, that's <laughs> wonderful. And something I'm very curious about is part of your outdoor journey is you have this deep passion for backpacking and through hiking specifically. What sparked this yes. part of like your outdoor journey? How I followed uh, Carla Amador, and I'm like, hey, this Latina is out here. Look at She's got this big old backpack on her. <laughs> she, she was doing the JMT, and I don't know if she was alone, but I know she wasn't with a lot of people. Um, I'm like, she's doing it. Look at her. I'm like, I can do this. You know, she's doing this. Like, I can do this, too. I want to do this. Let me try it. This looks amazing. And then I tried it. You did the JMT? <laughs> Um, I started with in Yosemite okay. as a first trip and we saw a bear. Wow. Which, which came, which created my love for them because I had already read, you know, they're not interested in us. Um, and just being, having that initial contact, they're really not interested in us. They, he was literally just cutting down the switchbacks and he could care less about us. This bear, so, what part of Yosemite or what trail did you, uh, have this awesome moment? trail. Really? The Mist Trail? The Mist Tra a very yes. populated uh, trail it was on? We were leaving from, uh, I think, believe it's Illouette Falls. Illouette. So that's, it's off trail to the right of, is it Vernal Falls? Okay, yes. I think. Vernal or Nevada. Yeah. It, but it's off to the, the right. Nevada is the second waterfall right after Vernal, I believe. I might be v mixing it up. No, it, that's the second one, but I know it's to the right of those two. Okay. Um, waterfalls. And he was just chilling. My friend that I went with, she was walking in front of me, and I see him on a log, maybe 10 feet away. And I just yell her name, or not yell her name, I said her name. And I said, you're okay. I just need you to back up slowly. You're okay. And she was like freaking out. And you're scaring me. I'm like, no, 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 you're okay. But just take some steps back. And we were moving back because I didn't want to startle the bear. Sure. And yeah. Did it and move away pretty he quickly? Didn't care about. He was trying to. He was searching for food. Oh, that's right. Like in the logs. Yeah. He didn't care about us. I still haven't had an encounter with a bear. And what a lot of people don't realize is, we have black bears in California specifically. We do not have brown or grizzly bears, which are the ones that are known at times to be more aggressive because. Um, they have a certain kind of diet, but the black bears here are like grass eaters and are very skittish when it comes to like encountering humans. Like they'll typically run away rather quick. Like 
one of the previous podcast guests I had was uh, Robert Martinez, Parliament of Owls. You know, he's always documenting the black bears in the Angeles National Forest, and it never caused him any harm. And if he's ever been near them, they mm-hmm. they run away. Yeah, they're good bears. <laughs> they're all good bears. We we have to do our part and keep them safe. So it's on us, not them. They were here first. <laughs> true, true. So your first backpacking trip was in Yosemite. Was that a overnight two two nights or what did that look like two nights and it was hard because that is that trail is steep but i did it and i'm like and you've seen it right have you been you've been i've done half dome uh twice so i've done that section but i haven't been to that waterfall you speak of okay uh yosemite is magic the air is magic every it's like a visual masterpiece and so i saw that and i'm just like i love this i want more i have my little home on my back i can do this it's a granite kingdom where exactly did you backpack like or or sleep what campgrounds uh we we slept near illouette and then the second night we slept at uh little yosemite wait little yosemite the one oh yes right before you head up to half dome yeah i saw that for my first time uh on my second trip to Half Dome, I actually used the restrooms at that campground. And I was like, wow, this campground is super legit. It's gorgeous. And it's like not too far from the Merced River. Wow, what a, mm-hmm. what an epic experience. Your first backpacking trip was Yosemite and you did that section. <laughs> how how did you... Go, go big or go home. <laughs> but like, how did you have that thought? Like, I want to backpack in Yosemite. Was it through Carla Amador or was like a friend suggested you that? I... I looked it up. I was just researching all the time, trying to find permits, learning about permits, and that had already I had already visited Yosemite a couple times, and I loved it. And I went, and it it had to be Yosemite. Yeah. Yosemite was really special because I had also I had gone camping with a friend that has passed away since, and I've also met a friend there. Uh, that's a whole another story, but. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Yosemite's awesome. It's amazing. And to go back to Carla Amador, you mentioned she was the spark that got you into through hiking and backpacking because you saw her doing the JMT, correct? Mm-hmm. And for people who... And, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, just anytime I messaged her, she just was welcoming and warm and just kind of, I don't know, just helping me and teaching me. I don't know if she knew it, but she was. Yeah, because you consider her a mentor to you. Mm-hmm. I messaged her just r- randomly on one one of her posts, and from me messaging her, she instantly invited me to go to um, I can't even think of it right now. Were you a dream? Not a dream board. A vision board. Okay. Vision board. It was like something private. She was hosting at a friend's house, and because I messaged her, she invited me. Like those, she said those were the people that were meant to be at this. Wow. And it was, it was super nice. And I was just, yes, I'm going. <laughs> yes. And everything I put on my vision board came true. What did you put on that vision board? I put that I wanted, you know, a sleeping bag. I wanted uh, inReach. Garmin inReach. <laughs> I wanted, yeah. Um, I wanted to do all the peaks, uh, the six pack, not just the original alter- alternative. And even in... Um, NorCal, like I wanted to try other areas. And did I put, I think I had Kilimanjaro on there. I was a newbie 
but I just from learning, researching, I saw this and I was like, I want this experience. How do I do this? And I put everything on there. It came to life. How special she invited you to such an intimate gathering. Carla Amador is a force of nature and is a true beloved spirit in this community. For people who may not be familiar, she is the founder and chief hiking officer of the 52 Hike Challenge, which is a global platform that has affected millions all over the world, and uh, including myself. She, I also have a, an awesome connection with her, too. She was a previous guest on this podcast. I think it was episode 58. And that was definitely like one of those episodes that really impacted me. Like I felt like I had a spiritual moment having that conversation with her. And since then, we even did a collaboration group hike, Echo Mountain, Echo Ruins. And I just am so grateful for her because just like what you said, she was a mentor to you. She's also been a mentor to me with helping, you know, with uh, different aspects of helping me grow Just Trek as well. So massive shout outs to Carla Amador. That's so beautiful mm -hmm. that, you know, she was so responsive to you and invited you to that gathering. And because I know like. You know, if you were there, you were meant to be there. And now look at you, you're blossoming, you're flourishing. You're really stepping into your purpose even more and more each year. Yeah. And she was the one who told me, um, I have to share my story, keep sharing my story. And I was doing her challenge and I was exploring even more of of the outdoors. And that's because of her, her challenge. It's It's, it's amazing. It's helping everybody. So... And for the people who may not be familiar, what is the 52 Hike Challenge, if anyone's curious? 52 Hike Challenge, you're basically, you know, go take a hike every week. It can be an urban hike. It can be, you know, something in the forest. It doesn't have to be 15 miles. It can be two miles. Just getting outdoors. Get outside. Yeah, it's about the consistency of getting outside. And it's so complementary to the Six Pack of Peaks Challenge, which is like, challenge yourself physically and mentally and then you have the 52 hike challenge which is more about getting out every week and reaping the benefits of mother nature i think we're so spoiled that we've had we have two global or national hiking <laughs> challenges that originally resided in southern california like i just feel the socal hiking community the socal outdoor community it's so massive it's and we're so blessed to be a part of it it's big yeah i had no clue how big it was until around 2018 mm -hmm. when I started attending these group hikes and I realized like, holy cow, like there are thousands upon thousands of people every weekend all over Southern California exploring these trails, exploring these peaks, these waterfalls, these canyons. Like we have so much here and it still blows my mind away that we have such a strong community out here. There's like a million hiking groups now. <laughs> oh, yes, <laughs> there is. <laughs> there is quite a lot, especially, you know, the pandemic helped you know, birth a lot of new ones. And yeah, this, yeah. This, you can fit in where you get in, find your niche, as Juan would say for my <laughs> hikers, right? Yep. There's something for everybody. <laughs> Absolutely. Something for everybody. If anyone's interested, go to 52hikechallenge.com. Check out the website. Read about Carla's story. It's very powerful, the origin story. And sign up for the challenge. I highly recommend you do it. It's, it's, uh, it'll change your life, most definitely. Yes. So, changed mine. <laughs> so you've done a ton of trekking and exploring in Southern California and also beyond. But I'd love to know, what would you say are your top three hikes in SoCal at this very moment and why? Oh, uh, I love anything at Griffith Park. I didn't realize 
it's like a whole Disneyland there. Yes. And that's because of Juan from High Hikers. He would just take us from different trails. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, look at this. This is cool. And then or cut here. And uh, I didn't know this little spot, this little helipad. That's like my favorite just to go there for a sunset or a sunrise. I've done a little small Friendsgiving there. And we, we brought champagne bottles. Hey, let's go. <laughs> Popping bottles Having in the outdoors. <laughs> we took our trash down. Um, but yeah, I'd say anything at Griffith Park. And At Griffith Park, is there a, a specific route or trail or certain landmarks that you absolutely love? I love uh, the, the, the helipad. The helipad, correct. And, and I love Wisdom Tree. That's what I used to do when I first started. I would go by myself from the, is it Lake Hollywood? Correct. I thought they had closed, I thought they had closed it. Um, someone told me it's open again. I don't yeah, know. the Lake Hollywood know, Reservoir thought, down below. Yeah, where you park on that long street. Yeah, I did it uh, probably beginning of this year. It's such a beautiful nature stroll. Yes, it's so... I love Wisdom Tree. Though that one was special. I feel like I did a lot of healing there. Hiking for healing is definitely yeah. one of the biggest themes within this uh, community, for sure. Yeah. I must agree with you, Wisdom Tree, when you get to the top, it's a pretty, like, surprising view to see a lake, to see a lake reservoir. Yes. You're like, where did this come from? Like, holy cow, I didn't have a clue that the view from up here, you know, Wisdom Tree, the nearby peaks, Coenga Peak, Burbank Peak could be so, you know, magical, whether you're a local or an out-of-towner. Um, do you ever, do you take that ridge to behind the Hollywood sign as well? Behind the Hollywood sign. Mount Lee, behind the, from, right behind from, the letters? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I love that route. That one's a night we go. Yes. I think we just recently did that one. It was like super foggy, but ooh, that was nice. That side of Griffith like, Park is a lot different than the middle and the east side of Griffith Park. It feels much more rugged and isolated and not as many people. And I think, to your point, Griffith Park is like this urban wilderness oasis with many different aspects to it, you know? And there's actually a lot of um, public transportation that will that you can use to get there, which I like. Um, so you can just hop on the bus and get to a spot and it'll take you right to a hiking trail. So that makes it, I like that it's pretty accessible for a lot more people. Yeah, the accessibility to the city because it's just north of Hollywood and like Los Feliz and um, that general area, I agree. That's what makes mm -hmm. it, you know what's so special about Griffith Park? Uh, when you're on the trails, it doesn't matter what trail you're on there because there's like this massive network of trails out there. You really see the grand melting pot of Los Angeles. You see a lot of characters. You see like horseback riders, runners, artists. Like you see literally every kind of person that resides in L.A. out in Griffith Park. Oh, yes, you do. It's so diverse there. It really is. Okay, so you said Griffith Park and you mentioned some of the notable landmarks there. What are two other top SoCal hikes for you that you can share and why are each of those a favorite to you? I love Baldy. Uh, every time I've done it, I've I've met, I feel like Baldy is, I used to joke, uh, like the Tinder for hiking. But Explain. <laughs> no, like a lot of people meet on Baldy, but I've, I've met like friends, like just really nice people, nice men. Okay, uh, okay. No, it's just super, they're super nice, like I've had a few bad experiences elsewhere, but Baldi just feels like home. And the Devil's Backbone, a lot of people think it's, it is, it's, it can be scary, but 
I think pictures just make it look more intense. It's actually, there was one point I took a video at one spot and I'm just like, this is so beautiful. Like you could just feel and hear the wind. And I'm like, yeah, this is a good day. Ah, Bali is such a special place in this community. It's just so insane that we have a 10,000 foot peak in LA County. That's alpine conditions, you know, in the wintertime, especially like mm -hmm. I always say on this podcast, Mount Baldy is our local Mount Everest here in L.A. Actually, yes, in good ways and bad ways. Correct. The, this past winter season yeah. and we're coming up on a another one soon was a very uh, sad, treacherous time. We lost a lot of the lives and a lot of search and rescues like it's definitely it's such a beautiful mountain, but it's very formidable if you don't have a certain skill set, especially in the wintertime. When you've done Mount Baldy, uh, you said you've done a Devil's Backbone as an out and back. Have you also done the other trails to reach the summit as well? Yes, the, the Ski Hut. Yeah, the Ski Hut Baldy Bowl Trail. I've gone up, but I won't go down. I don't know that my knees could <laughs> It's very could steep handle. going down, correct. Ooh, yes. And then I, it's slippery too, the scree. Surfing the loose scree, it's so much fun, isn't it? Uh, I'll pass. <laughs> I like being a little safe turtle. All right, give me a third. What's a third top hike a for you in SoCal? Oh, I like... You know what? Take, take a I moment. Eaten. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh, I know. There is one. Um, it's in Palos Verdes, and you kind of have to park on... Uh, residential i think it's like stargazer the street okay i don't know what the trail is called but you go through this little side entrance and it's just like beach and it has these steps and the beach was always just like blue and it has like these pink flowers and the sunsets wow. there are crazy just colorful and meaningful and there's like a little spot like you can sit there and it just overlooks the ocean and you just see the outline of the of the land it's so pretty there thank you for bringing up palos verdes it is a stunning coastal gem just i want to say like 35 to 40 minutes south of like the airport lax to be exact and there are mm -hmm. so many trails there and what's so what really is characteristic of the hikes out there is you start from the top and then you go to the bottom so the views already smack you in the face after like five miles, after not five miles, after like a few minutes of hiking in and you can like hike down to these raw coastlines. It's never crowded. There's a bunch of secluded beaches. There's a beautiful network of trails out there. Like Palos Verdes is uh, a previous podcast guest, Life Hacks LA. He, he calls it Palos Paradise. Oh, yes. It's pretty special out there. Like you can take a, a date there. You can take, you can go for some healing. You can go for, to get a little butt kicker workout on certain parts yeah it's a nice spot and then it's by the beach so the ocean's crashing have you ever checked out that resort there terranea resort yes that's where you that's There's, where you went on you... that date huh <laughs> uh -huh. no <laughs> all right that's a good date spot by the way if anyone's listening you don't have to actually stay in the resort to experience yeah, the grounds this... in the estate yeah they have the these chairs there don't they yeah, there's a beach cove that looks like a scene out of the notebook and a little like ledge that oh, you can yeah. scramble up it's to. It's so cute there. Yeah, it's a vibe. It's a vibe. <laughs> yeah, I like all of your selections. Just to recap real quick, you mentioned some of the trails at Griffith Park, Wisdom Tree, notable landmarks like the helipad. So you went to Griffith Park, which is very accessible to the city. 
And then you mentioned Mount Baldy, which is in the San Gabriel Mountains, which is the mountain range behind downtown L.A. with all the 5,000, 8,000, uh, 10,000 uh, plus foot peaks. And then you brought it all the way to the coast in Palos Verdes. I like your diversity of selection of your top three hikes. Hey. <laughs> and also Eden Canyon. I, I felt that you wanted to throw that in there because it had a lot of sentimental meaning for you as your first core hiking yes. memory, right? Mm-hmm. We recently went back uh, with, I think it was, I don't think it was a hike for Juan, but Juan was there. And it was because we had all this rain. rain. Ah, yes. The waterfall was raging. Like the water crossings were legit. <laughs> they were like to your knee. And that water was just raging. Like you could go swimming at Eaton Canyon. I've never seen it that way. You bring up something that was so historical. We got a historical winter season earlier this year. And it literally tr- transformed the landscape of all of SoCal. It was literally the rebirth of the L.A. waterfall scene. And these trails mm-hmm. such as Eaton Canyon and many others were like, you had to do like multiple stream crossings and they were deep. And you would find these like towards the beginning of these hikes. It was literally mind blowing. Yes. I was like, okay, we're getting wet today. Yeah. Bring your bathing suit. Bring that float, a flotation device. Yeah. All right. So you've gained obviously tons of experience and knowledge out in the trails, Angelica. I would love for you to share with the listeners like, What are some of the hiking hacks and also backpacking tips that you've learned that you can bestow upon our fellow trekkers in the community? Hiking hacks. Hmm. Anything that's greatly helped you out personally that you feel you could share? Bring bring like your favorite snacks because I've gone on trail where sometimes I run late. So I don't I forget to bring food. But the ladies that I hike with, they always have extra food. But don't be like me. (laughs) Bring snacks. Bring snacks. Lots of snacks. Um, Hiking hacks. I love... Oh, my gosh. I'm having a brain fart right now. Maybe is there a piece Um, of equipment that helps you through through some of these trails, whether it's backpacking or day hikes, like anything that has uh, made your life easier? All trails for my my day hikes. Okay. All trails, my favorite. And for through hiking or backpacking... I use Far Out app. What is Far Out? I'm, uh, I've seen that, but I'm not as familiar. It's for long distance trails, with backpacking, and it's got water sources, um, tent sites, um, if alternate routes. It's got everything on oh, there. Oh, wow. And people, hikers leave updated notes like, hey, this spot was dry. Make sure you fill up here or before you're hitting this long section so you know you, know, you don't come into trouble. So, okay, I got to carry I got to carry extra water because I'm not going to have water for this amount of miles. It'll show you where you are and how many miles if you click on. Oh, I want to stay at this campsite. How many miles? It'll show you how many and how many you have left. Like, it's super cool. Oh, that's super useful. And I actually now that I'm remembering, aren't you an ambassador for Far Out? Yeah, they that app literally saved my life <laughs> oh you gotta you gotta mention that moment uh it was the first time i attempted the jmt and i just my mental health was i was not good and i'm like why am i here and i'm like no i need to get off trail this is not okay if this will this beautiful place will be still waiting for me okay let me find how to get off because through hikes there's no way out other than through so on that one i had to find Oh, there's a lake here, Lake Edison. 
if I can get to this lake, I can take the ferry and there's a road here. And I was able to get out. I took an extra four miles, got the ferry, everything I had researched on that wow. app in the moment. And then I got home. Literally saved your life, Although, huh? That and my brother. He drove like seven hours. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that must have been intense yeah. to have to, uh, you know, stop your through hiking journey on the JMT, which is one of the most iconic through hikes. Could you actually uh, just briefly, you know, explain why the JMT is like such an iconic through hike backpacking route? So iconic. Well, or like, what is it first for people that may not, you know, be too familiar with the JMT, which is which stands for the John Muir Trail? It's a good. It's probably the PCT hikers' favorite section. Uh, I ran into so many of them. They're like, you're about to do the greatest section of this whole area. Wow. It's just, it's like, it's stunning. It's visually just on fire. Like your eyes just eat up all this nature. And, and it's hard. It's hard. And the traditional uh, way is from Yosemite, Happy Isles, and then you finish at Mount Whitney. That's right. The first time I tried it, yeah, that's southbound. That's a very, you know, golden ticket, very hard ticket permit to get. So the first time I tried going northbound out of Cottonwood Lakes, so over near Langley kind of. Um, but I did 150 miles. Oh, my God. Over uh, what span of time, 150 miles? Uh, I want to say maybe two, was it three weeks? Maybe two, three. <laughs> Regard, I mean, regardless, you go, girl. <laughs> Thank you. The next, and then I actually came back, and then I did the whole thing the traditional way from start to finish. Ah, uh, you finished it off. Redemption. I did the whole thing. Yosemite, I had a friend drop me off. She's amazing. And then I was by myself, solo, the whole time. Wow. No friends joined or helped. Not that they wouldn't. It's just, you know, it's it's difficult to get anyone to help out there i just did the whole thing i sent my resupply buckets uh yeah and then i finished in whitney my brother was he was there you know in nature it's so weird to see my brother oh that's funny in this place yeah like, and i'm like well the drive is pretty and there he was i'm like oh, look at my brother out in nature the nature first thing he said to me was gel you are so dirty <laughs> what do we call it <laughs> um we're dirtbag gypsies right yeah. Or hiker trash. Hiker trash. And we're very proud of it because we're like, yeah, we had a good yes. time outside. Don't hate. Appreciate. Yeah. 23 days. <laughs> wow. That's so <laughs> stunning that you ended that on top of Mount Whitney. So when you com when you did it the second time around the GMT, what's the total mileage on that now? Like 200 miles? 250? Or I finished at 233. It's weird because the, the end is at the top of Mount Whitney but you, of the JMT. You still have to hike down 11 miles. That's what I was going to say. Like, wait, you got to get down there unless there's some secret zip line that I don't know about. There's, yeah, there's no elevator. I'm like, okay, that's level one, please. Yeah, exactly. That's always the thing about Mount Whitney. You're so exhilarated to reach the top of the tallest mountain in the continental U.S. And you're like, wait, depending what route you did, you still have to go 11 miles down to the Whitney portal and that is a significant amount of mileage at high elevation even if you're descending that I, I love the outdoors I meet the best people I that's actually my favorite story I met this couple 
and they were at the top. They saw me. I was just doing my own thing. I didn't, I, I didn't care who saw me. I think I was making a, my last tortilla and pepperoni like roll up. Oh what? And I was just so excited on the peak of Mount Whitney, and I see these two guys, like very fit trail runners. Okay. And they're just looking. They're looking at me, and I was like. Oh just like scarfing down like it was so good and then i look at them and i'm like oh sorry and they just laughed at me but this couple saw me up there and then we were kind of uh leapfrogging on the way down and i the guy was he was rocking it the girl it was tough like it was hard for me i had been out there it was hard for her uh, this was like her first time doing mount whitney so we would stop rest kind of chit chat and then i get to is it trail camp Yes, trail camp, yeah. right at the base of and the I 99 just, switchbacks. I see this nice flat rock, and I just like lay down, and I'm just resting, because I still have to get through is it a bunch of more miles to get to my brother. I'm thinking about, all I can think about is the burger at the Whitney, the cafe. Yes, yes. Uh, and I'm very good about timing and pace. Uh, I know how long it's going to take me. I'm like, I'm not going to make it. Oh, no. It's going to close. But I just sat there and I took in the, the scenery and the feeling. This is, you know, the conclusion of my JMT 23 days solo. And then the guy comes up and he's like, I know that you can do this, but I would love to help you and just carry your pack down. I'm like, excuse me? He's like, and the girl's like, just let him. He does this for fun. He loves challenges. It's not, I'm like, it's really heavy. This is heavy. Okay. He's like, just just take your water out and snack and we'll meet you down there. And I'm like, are you sure? I was trying not to cry. Wow. And as soon as I took it off, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. And, and I was telling them about the burger and everything. And they had reception. So they were messaging their friends down there. And they ended up still ahead of me, but that was the sweetest thing. He's, he carried my, my backpacking backpack all the way down. What a trail angel. Oh, my God. And then the store was closed. They had a burger with foil waiting for me and a coat. Wow. That must have just hit got, you in the feels over and over. I got my burger. Oh, my goodness. It was so amazing. I'm just eating it, chowing down. How special. Were, he's, he's so kind. And so because I was a, I got accepted for through hike syndicate and they just provided gear for me so that I could do this trek. So I had, you know, I had contacts. I talked to my rep at Osprey and like, can I ask you a huge favor? I would really, I told him the story and then I, I asked, can I please get him a backpack? And so we got to gift him a backpack. I, t I texted him, I gave him some up or yeah, I gave him some options, wow. like, like good backpacks, and he got one. He got it like the next day. You blessed him. I have a picture of him. Ah, he helped me. Like that was so kind. For him to just you know tap into that energy and know the kind of journey you had been on and want to do that for you, like you like what you just said. Outdoors people can just be the best people ever. That must have been such a surprising and shocking moment for you. Out the outdoor people are like family. Because how heavy is that pack, your backpack? It's like, what, 40 pounds? Mm, 50 pounds? Push, mine was pushing, uh, like, 40. So he helped you take it, it from heavy. trail camp, that area? All the way down. That's a lot. That's like seven miles still. 
I think from yes from there to yeah. the Whitney portal and they wow they got the burger for you early enough so yeah, and a coke yeah because we fantasized about that when you reach the top of Mount Whitney you're like I need to get to that Whitney portal store ASAP or else I'm gonna be a sad chicken well I hadn't had f- food food since uh, my first resupply back in Mammoth so oh my god that's <laughs> right I totally forgot about the context of this Oh, yeah. I was just, oh, my God, I want to eat this. Ooh, I can't wait. <laughs> it probably was gone in literally like 10 seconds, huh? The burger and the, the I don't want to sound gross, but I don't think that I even washed my hands. It's not gross. You <laughs> earned every moment of eating that burger, however you did it. Yeah, I ate everything, and it was just like dripping. Like, oh. And just to go back to the hiking hacks and backpacking tips, do you have any other backpacking tips you'd like to share? With our fellow okay. trekkers? Uh, maybe it's a little TMI. Let us for know. Females for females, for backpacking, wear, even for hiking, day hikes, wear the little, the tiny liners, you know, because you go pee out there and they just help with your clothing because when you're backpacking, you wear literally the same thing every day. Sure. Um, I, I wash my underwear, but like the pants and stuff, I wash those too, but, you know, to help with you because when you're out there you just smell you you don't really smell anyone else so for your mental state just wear those liners they help and then ibuprofen <laughs> oh yeah that's a must just in case you know i know there's some people that like are so against using advil ibuprofen but that will get you through some really tough sections mm-hmm. just make sure you eat it with food not an empty stomach and for backpacking if you're lucky enough to camp near water dip your feet get your body into that water every day every day oh my gosh i agree it's so life-giving and it's also incredible for recovery quick recovery it just feels so good i'm always dipping my feet and my whole body in all the uh the streams in ice house canyon in the angeles national forest after those long treks of like cucamonga peak ontario we're always bathing in the streams afterwards Mm. Those are good mountains out there. Oh, yeah, especially that canyon. That yeah. forested canyon is arguably the best in SoCal. I mean, that's why it's so popular. Yes. Ice House, I used to not like it because all the rocks on the way to, on the way back down. I'm like, but no, it's really pretty. That's a good point. Yeah, the trail, like, I always feel like that last mile to get to the trailhead is like, it could be much more simple <laughs> and nice to our feet. It's like, <laughs> why is this trail so rocky? Like, every step always has to be so intentional. Mm-hmm. All right, so I would love to highlight the incredible project that I mentioned at the top of the podcast that just got released today. And what I'm referring to is the world premiere of your feature film entitled Forward. So let's get more in depth with this. What is the film about and how did this opportunity just come to fruition for you? Uh, Palmer is the director and he always... If you ask him, he'll tell you, well, you can ask her. He'll be like, she slid into my DMs. I guess I do that. (laughs) It's good to be proactive in life. That's how the universe will bless you. I think even with like you guys, you guys are big and popular and just doing, you know, like being like mountain goats and mountain kings. And I didn't care. I'm like, I'm going to message them. Like, I want to talk to them. Uh, So I would just message you guys. Oh, us. I don't know. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. And you would answer. So I've always thought, like, thank you, like, taking the time to answer me. But I messaged uh, Spruce Tone Films, and they had worked on 
my friend Sonia, her film, short documentary also, Elevated. She's a deaf climber. She is so, she is such a force in nature. Wow, deaf climber. Um, yes. So, and I thought, you know, how are they going to do this film? And then when I saw it, oh my goodness, it was incredible. You know, they're not speaking. And she's speaking, but it's just so incredible how they filmed it. I'm like, yes, this is perfect. What's the name of that film? And Elevated. Elevated. Yes, and she's a, a deaf climber, and she has a great story. So, And she's uh, my friend from Mountain House. She's on the Mountain House ambassador team, and I love her. <laughs> but I messaged them. I'm like, hey, Osprey was talking to me that, you know, about doing a pitch deck and maybe short documentary. I don't know what any of these things are, but can you help me? And I was very passionate, and I asked, and they said yes. We met up. They loved me, and they created all the stuff that I needed, sent it in, and the brands just said yes, like, very quickly. And I'm like, what? Wow. And Osprey and Smartwell, they co-presented, and then Eddie Bauer, Le- Lecky Poles. These are all major yeah. outdoor brands, <laughs> Angelica. You should be very <laughs> proud of yourself. Aw. I'm I'm proud. I'm just very also grateful because they really gave me like the biggest give back that I could give to the ladies of the of our training series. I don't I don't want to say they hooked them up, but because they deserve it, they deserve goodness. Yes. But yeah, we they got goodies, and I was just so happy that you know all this goodness is happening to me. Let me help others, and they they did that for me. So I'm very grateful to Osprey, to all of them, and and Smartwall. And the film Forward, like what is the concept, what is the story behind it? Forward is a short documentary about me um, and the training group that I, I mean, I've created other groups, but this is a pretty special one too. And it follows us, and we've been training, and I was planning on doing the Five Peak Challenge, and so they film us, and you get to see the girl, the ladies, their magic in it. <laughs> it was so neat to see them watch the film for the first time today. Oh, that's right. Yep. And I share a lot. I'm very open in this film. I don't hold anything back. And when the lights turned on, I could see a lot of people wiping their face. And I'm like, these people... Like, I made them cry, and I could hear them laugh at certain parts. Like, this was good. Like, I feel like it was received very well. That's what I was going to ask you. How was the reception, you know, after the film? Wow. It was, and they clapped. They clapped for a long time. And they saved our film for the end, so we, we shut it down. That's that block of film. Yes, save the best for last. Shut it down. Yeah. Way to represent, Angelica. <laughs> Love it. Oh, my God. You're, like, such a great ambassador. Uh, for us and Thank at that the, what is it called the coastal film festival in Laguna a, the coast film festival, coast yes. film festival did they do like a Q&A with you afterwards I saw something where you were on stage was that prior yeah. or after after how did that go for you uh the light was shining on me <laughs> it feels really hot too cold. right like when it's beaming on you it makes you sweat yes 
it was cold in the theater the whole time and then I got up there and I could just feel the sweat like running down my back I'm like it's so hot up here like ain't nothing new it's like climbing up to any San Gabriel peak right yeah it's true anything else from that day you want to share from uh, anyone you might have met any new friends you made or people in the audience like I just want to get into like this is a pretty monumental moment for you. Like, this just happened several hours ago. Like, it's so fresh in your mind and memory. Um, okay, people have been telling me this is just the start. This is just the start. And at first, I, I had a little doubt. I'm like, mm, are we going to get into any film festivals? And they're like, yes, you are. And I'm just like, question. Like, I know there's space for me, but are these people going to be accepting and accept us and show us, show me? And they did, and they were so kind. All the people, the staff, the other guests that came, and people in the audience were coming up to me after and, you know, shaking my hand, <laughs> telling me they love the film, they love this part, I connect with this part, and I'm just like, this is mind-blowing. Like, really? <laughs> yeah. Mind-blowing and overwhelming, yeah. I could only imagine, to get all this attention. It's weird. Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to lie, I liked it. I liked the q and I wish it was actually a little short because the film, our block was running late, and so the next one was trying to get in. But I don't know, I'm super passionate about talking about what I believe in, so... Um, I, it was a very great experience. And so many of the ladies and my friends came. They even commented. Yeah, they they said, Angelica, you were rolling deep today. I'm like, no. Got the Lady Trek gang representing. I was like, there's so many of us missing. So this film, it documented this training series of this group of women that you were building them up to reach higher peaks, longer trails and just become stronger people in general. So I know you mentioned the Five Peak Challenge, which we're about to jump into, actually, because we happen to be on the mountain on the same day hosting similar yeah. things, which is freaking wild. But what else did the film cover in terms of, like, areas? Like, they, they covered the Five Peak Challenge that you organized for these ladies. What else did the film cover that you can share still? We actually went camping the night before, we found, I forgot that, I'm so sorry. Oh, you're good. <laughs> There's lots of campgrounds, lots of campgrounds in the San Gabriel Mountains. And we camped the night before. Uh, for a few of them, it was our first time camping. We shared gear uh, and we had a tent. And it was much harder to put with a bunch of women versus when I, it was just me and my best friend. <laughs> Too many cooks in the kitchen. Um, yeah, and we're just, it was the first time putting it up. I'm like, how does this one go? And where does this peace go but we went camping they filmed me at work so they filmed me with two of my I'm not gonna lie they're they're my favorites they filmed me at work they filmed me at home with my mom we were cooking wow and got it got personal then, yeah yeah I'm so that makes me happy to have a little bit of this art and it has my mom in it was this your so, first time in a project such as this? Like a documentary? Yeah. It was like a documentary about me. I know. <laughs> Why not? Um, and, then, and then they rented a space for the interview day. And then I did a solo hike. Um, yeah, they filmed all this stuff over the course, course of a few days. And 
I'm so grateful to Palmer and the whole team. They just made, you know, a little love letter to hiking for me through this film. What's the name of their uh, production company? You want to shout them out? Uh, Spruce, Spruce Tone Films. <laughs> That's what I remember seeing in the collaborator post on Instagram. Yes. Uh, they're amazing. Do they typically do, like, documentary-style films or just all kinds of, like, content? Mm, yeah. Outdoor, and they really like... I've noticed they tend to be more di- diverse, so, so th- they like to sh- share stories that matter, too. And they helped you out when you reached out to them in regards to um, the Osprey uh, contacting you about this content piece or documentary, right? Yeah. And they created it and they sent it to me and um, I I proofread it and I thought it was great. I was amazed and they told me the good news. And I guess they, from meeting me that day one, they thought, okay, they believed in me. They worked on it, and they sent it, and Osprey and Smartwool said yes right away. And I hadn't known about Smartwool. I had done a little post. I'm cutesy, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm passionate, and I remember doing a Dear Smartwool, and I just loved it. It had taken me a while to purchase because outdoor gear is expensive. Yes, it is. Everything I own has taken so long to achieve and uh, purchase. A lot of shifts, <laughs> saving coupons, and I was so in love with this layer that I bought, and I, I loved it. And I wrote a little post, and during one of our meetings with these brands, the Smartwool rep told me she had read my letter in a meeting wow. with their companies, and they're under the same umbrella as North Face. And I'm just like... That even led to another post, but I, I'll say this. Your name is being mentioned in rooms you haven't entered yet. Ooh. So just believe and keep moving forward. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. That got me so hyped right now. <laughs> yeah. The best yeah. is yet to come. Like I said, and then what other people are telling you, this is the first of uh, more projects, more endeavors of you making an impact on your community. I'd really like to create whether it's some sort of GoFundMe. I want to create scholarships so that I can give, you know, uh, some of the women a trip to go hike Mount Kilimanjaro. So I'm really interested in, I got to figure out the wording and how to go about it, but I want to I wanna do that. If any brands are tuning into this episode, she's speaking <laughs> into existence. Let's help her out with this. Help me. I believe in that. That's another thing Carla taught me. Speak into existence. Put in the good that you, you know, wish to receive. Don't just do that, but make it come from your heart, too. You got to put good out there if you're going to get it back. Words are so powerful, and when we say it loud, that's when we start believing in it. Because we start to internalize it when we speak it out into the universe. I really believe in that, too. Mm -hmm. So, part of the film... Of forward your world premiere feature film that just debuted today you talked about this five peak challenge right so i definitely want to reminisce because i think this was back in the summer right when you hosted the five peak challenge yeah, back in may. back in may oh my goodness so for everybody tuning in this is what's so crazy i had no clue that angelica was being filmed for this documentary at the same time that i was co-hosting um 
a peak bagging challenge in that uh, that exact same area with LA Trail Killers, <laughs> Sweat So Good, and uh, Outdoor Adventure Plus. It was really Victor from LA Trail Killers that was spearheading it. It was like this training peak hike, getting people hyped up for the Highlander backpacking adventure that was happening at mm-hmm. Big Bear. So the concept was, you know, uh, hitting as many peaks as possible, four peaks. So it was like, what, Mount Disappointment, which is the most ridiculous name, San Gabriel Peak, <laughs> Mount Low, and Mount Markham, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. And were those the same uh, peaks that you were also doing to, in addition to one more, right? Yes. So We did, what is it? Um, Mount Low, Mount Markham, San Gabriel, Disappointment, Deception. Oh, Deception. That's the one that I forgot about. I always think it's uh-huh. Decepticon. And I always think about like Transformers. <laughs> but I think so. I think we started the challenge like around like 7 a.m. from like the Red Box picnic area because the Mount Low Trailhead Eden Saddle was actually closed. But I think you all started on another side of the mountain. Where did you all like approach from? Uh, the Eaton. What is, is it? The saddle where you go through the tunnel? Oh, you had special access. Aha! Because <laughs> of the film, right? But we didn't end there. We came down the long way. Yeah. What What was the route exactly? Yeah. I'm curious. Like, where did you start? Where did you end? And how was that uh, day for it, the women that participated? Because I know from the content I saw that day that. You know, people really pushed for many peaks and it was a very like strong bonding moment out in the wilderness amongst you all. Oh, yeah. There's some tears. Yeah. Talk to me about all that. <laughs> um, so we start. Is it the? it's called the Eaton Saddle, right? Yeah, Eaton Saddle. That is uh, it goes to Mount Low where the tunnel yes, is, the so Mueller Tunnel. Correct. We started there. We started super early when it was dark and uh, Mount Low was our first peak. So we had the swing. The swing was there. Sunrise? Everyone you get a sunrise got... there? Or was it that early? <laughs> oh, it was that early. No, no, no. No, no. We had light. There's light. You'll see in the film. Okay, okay. <laughs> and then we went to Mount Mount Markham and there was some pretty cool drone footage and that one they didn't actually go to the peak with us all the way. Okay. So, and we we sit at the top and there's this little small circle and it's just a bunch of us all jammed in there. And that moment was super special because it felt like time was still. I'm like, here we are. What are we doing? We're about to do all these other peaks. Look at us go. We got this. And, and then from there, we head over to San Gabriel. San Gabriel Peak. And San Gabriel Peak. We had a good snack there. And then we headed over. Is that one Deception? Disappointment? The fire. Disappointment. The fire road one, right? Correct, yeah. Mount Disappointment. Yes. Mount Disappointment. And then from there we head down. You can kind of miss it. I've passed it before previously. Um, Then that's Deception. And it's a little, it's up. But yeah, and then we headed back down the road to get to um, Redbox. Oh, that was the route. What is the mileage and elevation gain when you do all of that together? Um, Well, since we started, thankfully, at the tunnel, at the... Eaton Saddle. um, Eaton Saddle. Yeah, it was like the normal elevation gain. I I have it in my all trails. I don't know that it, I don't think it was anything over three thousand gain, but it would the mileage was crazy because we had to hike all the way down. That's like ten plus miles, so, right? Oh yes, oh yes. Oh yeah, wow, that is a route. Long. Yeah, but it was nice. 
that's an interesting area. Like that's another like Mount Baldy esque area, but it's like the lower peaks, and they all connect to each other. That was my first time when There's we did the challenge doing San Gabriel Peak and Mount Disappointment. Um, Mount Disappointment actually wasn't that disappointing. It was uh, no. surprisingly beautiful. Like if you just went to the outer that's edges. A cool place for you to dance. <laughs> that's a good point, actually. Right? That's a great yeah. point. Yeah. I saw. So to go back to your Five Peak Challenge with the ladies, I saw a piece of content. I believe it was from that day, and you were filming each person coming up to a certain like point on the incline or the peak and you were asking each one of them like what are you grateful for was that the same day oh that was on another that was on strawberry peak different day was that also being documented by the film too that strawberry peak hike not 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 that one it was just one of the girls lexi she thought let's do a gratitude you know work work uh not worksheet um just to ask you know explain what we're grateful for and i'm like okay let me film you. And I filmed them and they were so cute and a little shy, some of them. But as we were leaving Strawberry Peak and there was a there was a gang of us <laughs> and their answers were so thoughtful and just so warm. I loved it. And I put together a little reel um, when I saw it. I'm like, look how special they are. I love that reel, Angelica. Like the energy and positive vibes just like really oozed out of that video like i had the biggest of smiles i was like this is a very special piece of content thank you for sharing that there is them people will tell me like oh you're this you're that but i'm only whatever i am because of all of them all of you Mm -hmm. guys it's what we pour into each other so i'm very grateful for them yeah the pure bliss on their face was just it really you know struck a chord with me like made me so happy they're they're like that every time they're like they feel they feel like home every time they're like that it's and it's an experience so when we haven't seen each other for a long time we kind of went on a little break during summer because it's too hot no one really wants to hike in the heat or wake up even earlier and when we see each other it's just like, give me a hug. I miss you so much. Everyone tuning in, find that reel or that Instagram reel video on her profile, Adventures with Angelica. It'll uh, it'll brighten up your day. Uh, to go back to the Five Peak Challenge. So after you completed it, what was like the uh, what was the mood? What is the vibe of all of you and the ladies? I also saw that uh, there's that Osprey was a part of that too, right? Like I I saw there was mm-hmm. a. A gifting of sorts that day everyone got backpacks <laughs> wow and and we got bladders and they're so cool they have like a magnet you put onto the strap and your your water hose connects right there they're awesome <laughs> osprey the unparalleled packs like the engineering like i rock the talent 22 i have the 33 talent hey. i have the 50 backpacking osprey pack like they're the truth they're 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 my favorite but they got and they give us good packs and they actually have a line it's extended fit so it's for plus size people Uh, and i got one of those and the straps actually come around the side of my tummy i can put snacks in my phone and i'm just like is this what other people have been hiking with this is amazing like i can reach game changer come all the way right here yes i love those little pouches they're incredible, and they're not even just for you know people, big big like me, but 
even like, you know, uh, I think it's called midsize. Um, they gave us some smaller packs like, with extended fit. And so they had backpacks for everybody. The same with Smartwool. They have clothing for everyone because I thought about it and we are all different sizes. And so I thought, wow, the sizing must be so diverse. And they sent packages to each girl, to each lady. And I'm just thinking, we're all different shapes and sizes. And this looks so cool that they could dress us from head to toe, literally. And they have sizes for all of us. This was given after the hike or before it? Before. Before? They were they were quick. They just, they gave us so much stuff. I, I live in my layers, my smart wool layers now. I've even kind of, I've destroyed some already. And I still wear them with my holes. They, st <laughs> they still provide good like insulation. One. Yeah, I'm still wear it. So after you completed the challenge with the ladies, like, how was the ending? Everyone died a little. <laughs> no, no uh, at the fifth peak, we were, there was some of us that were emotional. In the fourth peak, some of us were emotional. Um, I remember hugging. I don't know if it's okay to say their name. Is it? I mean, it's up to you, if you're okay with saying it. So I saw, I saw one of them. I saw Norma, and I see her. I'm like, oh, why is she crying? I go and hug her, and I'm just like, Baby girl, it's okay. I love you. Look how far you've come. Like, we are doing this. And she's crying. She's like the sweetest lady. And she just broke down. I know, it's just so hard. I'm like, we got one more. You you can do this. I know it's hard. But, like, look at us. We're doing yes. this. Yes. Like, Lead them. And I, and we did it. And then at the end, we were fine. We were tired. But they were all so happy for, like, weeks. They must have felt so accomplished. Right. Like, to do that many peaks, you said it was over 10 miles, five peaks, mm. close to 3,000 gain. Like, that's a long day. That's a challenging oh, day. Yeah. Like, I always, I really believe this. The stronger or the harder the challenge, the stronger the bond. Aww. No, there was a lot of bonding. Because even at peak five, some of us broke down and... We did it. We did five peaks. Like, you did it. Like, this is incredible. Look what your body can do. And you go through the ups and downs while you're hiking, and I know they did, but they did it. We were, we were safe. We had water. We had food. We took lots of breaks. Um, you know, if anyone needed ibuprofen or patches <laughs> to, to put down, like, we were good. Um, yeah, it's just challenging. But Angelica, them finishing off five peaks is a, such a great testament to the leader that you are. Like real talk, because you got to talk Thank them you. through it. You got to prep them. You got to be an emotional leader. You got to know when to, you know, empathize with them, but also at the same time, push them, you know, nudge them a little hard. Like, hey, you got it in you. Like, you can do this. Like, take your time. You know, it doesn't matter the pace. Progression is progression. Yes. Um, I'm not going to leave you. <laughs> No, because there's been, I mean, there's other people that I've been close to and they've seen me break down and it happens to all of us. But sometimes, yeah, you need, you need your friends. Come on, let's go. We're doing this. It's okay. We're going to get there. And that's the power of community. You look out for each other. You feel safe with each other and you elevate each other up to the same peaks that you've done before so they can reap all the wonderful benefits that Mother Nature has to offer us. Oh, I like that. It's true. I mean, that's why yes. we all feel so emotionally attached to, 
you know, our local trails or mountains or these epic outdoor adventures that we embark on so often. I feel like every hike you leave a little piece of you out there. So, but then you go back and it's just so welcoming too. Yeah. The more you go back, you're like, oh, this is home. This is where I should this be instead home. of <laughs> the urbanized civilization, <laughs> of work. The city life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, it's so crazy when we're out in nature, we're like, wow, I don't need much to be happy. Like, no. Like, you need things to be out there to, you know, hike safely or backpack safely. But, like, you don't need the extracurricular things, all the unnecessary materialism, you know, that society thinks that we need to attain happiness. Like, a backpack, snacks, water, beautiful tree, canyons, creeks, wildlife. That's all you need. Fresh air. <laughs> Fresh air, ocean views. Like, the list can go on and on. Like, I think that's what, why nature is so humbling for us. It's like, yo, we don't need much in life. Like... Mm-mm. If we keep things more simple, we might actually live a much more fulfilled lifestyle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's so crazy because I have a group chat for them and they'll all be at work and they are just fantasizing about the, they can't wait for the next the hike. The next adventure. Yeah. All right. Thank you for sharing, you know, what that five peak challenge was like in the San Gabriel Mountains. Congrats to you and that group that day, your crew. And also just so much love and congrats to you for the world premiere of your film, Forward. I can't wait to check it out. Actually, for people who want to watch it, where can we, uh, is there anywhere we can go online to watch it? Or is there any events that it's going to be debuting at as well in the future? So if we get into more film festivals, fingers crossed, uh, they'll be playing at those and we cannot see it until next spring oh we gotta wait 2024 yeah (laughs) a little bit longer after seeing today the response i'm just like this is incredible i hope it's like 10 times bigger when it comes out online to the world i'm so proud of you angelica if there's somebody that was very (laughs) deserving of a project like that to feature someone like it was you oh thank you and then i i feel like I've been, I've been at this and, you know, I've been working hard and I pour my heart into everything. So I have to start, you know, speaking more positively. Like I do deserve this. Yes. I hope other people, you deserve, we deserve good things, especially when we're working hard at it, even during like challenges, like we deserve good things. So this is amazing. Angelica. You got to be your biggest fan, honestly, to get through life. I know for a lot of us that could be very hard, but we got to recognize those small wins and also those milestones that we uh, achieve, you know, to re-motivate us, to make us realize we're on the right path and stepping into our purpose and our why, because that's what keeps us alive and like, you know, living day to day. Like if you can live in purpose and really be living at your why, you know, that's how you live a much more fulfilled life and impact others. I love that, like living out our purpose. Because I've had a friend, um, Carolina, she, you know, she's gone through her deep struggles. And she tells me because of me and the hiking groups, the small little communities that I've made, you know, she pulled herself out of it. And, um, at first I'm like, no, it's not me. It's you. You did it. 
and she's like no i'm just so grateful for you and i'm just like that's impactful oh, yes and i've always said like if i can just inspire one person then i'm doing the right thing so just keep we're all inspiring each other so we just need to keep at it it's a big ripple effect and oftentimes we don't even realize the impact that we're making on people that we haven't even met yet oh that's what always trips me yes. out you know like people see your content people saw that film but you never met them in person or even chatted with them online similar to this podcast there's people that i've met months later a year later and, and they send me a message where i actually meet them on the trails and i'm like oh my god like this is actually circulating you know like our content like it's it's circulating mm -hmm. in the community i'm not just speaking to myself or i'm just not posting <laughs> or you're not just posting content and no one's actually viewing it like the stuff's getting around yeah it matters we matter we matter so angelica yeah. in your bio you identify yourself as a bipoc plus size outdoor explorer and i want to know like just how has uh your experience been like on the trails would you say it's been mostly like positive or have you had any encounters that made you feel uncomfortable like just really curious to know like what that experience has been like for you out there um i still come across negative encounters I remember the first time I did San Bernardino was not positive. Really? Uh, he's pretty, there is a ranger on there. <laughs> he's pretty infamous. He used to be like on the SoCal hiker page, you know, just commenting. Oh, the Facebook uh, group, yeah, SoCal hikers? Not very friendly. And it's weird because I've met rangers that are just amazing people. But him, he came across me and I was just his target. I ran into him about six times, and he was just, each encounter that hike, do you know where you're going? And it's the tone, it's the questions, and at one point, I would see him because he was kind of going back and forth, and by the time I would get to the next spot, he, was, he would see me. And I'm just like, why is he only asking me these questions? And I would start asking the hikers coming down. Did that ranger ask you this? No. Mm. Did he did he ask you this? No. And I'm like, he's only asking me. He's only harassing me. Singling you out. You know, yeah, do I know where I'm going? I don't have the right layers on. Um, I don't, did I bring enough water? Um, what are my resources? Do I have a map? Do I know how to read a map? Um, just wow, like, that is so, like, violating. I can only imagine at a, at a certain point after question after question you're like hello yeah it was it was awful and then it was like the last question was you know you've taken a very long time your pace is very slow you're not gonna make it and it's gonna be too dark and you're gonna get lost he said this to you yeah yes and i'm just like well i'm going to this peak i like you don't know what's in my backpack you don't know how much i've researched you don't know you don't know all the other hikes i've done you don't People just judge, and you're a ranger. Like, why are you doing this just to me? And none of the other straight, why are you doing this to athletic people? None of the men, none of the non people of color. We're getting questioned. And I'm just like getting up this mountain, and I'm like trying not to let him ruin this beautiful mountain, San Bernardino. Like, it's a hard peak. And usually I get rattled. And I'm just like, I'm gonna get there. I get there. And then I busted out my, uh, it was a McRib 
Oh, Mick Rib <laughs> and a beer. What a combo, and Mick I, Rib and I a beer. I took a picture. Yeah. Oh, I used to do. I'm like, I'm on McDonald's. I'm gonna eat my Mick Rib on the on the mountain. And I take my picture, and I'm holding the sign, standing on the little rock pile, and then like, I'm holding it, and then I'm also flipping off the camera. <laughs> I never posted that, but I was like, this is for you. <laughs> you should have, uh, when you descended down, just like, shown the photo to. I made it. I made it down. It was dark, but I had headlamp. I came prepared. I had a map. When he asked me, "Do you know where you're going?" I was like. Um, I think the peak. I think I'm going up. I think Isn't somewhere over that there. Way. <laughs> being hella like ditzy. Yeah, but because at that point I'm just like, I know what you're doing. And so many people do that to me. Do you have enough water? On on any oh, trail, coming? just in general. Yep, I remember doing so many of them, but El Cajon, and I was coming down from the peak from the summit, and these this couple they like wouldn't let me pass. They're just questioning me. And you made it? You made it all the way to the top? I'm like, yeah. Are, really? The top? All the way? I'm like, yes. What is your problem? <laughs> and they're just in my way. And I'm like trying to get down. And, oh, how was it? How do you feel? I'm just like, what's wrong with me? Like, oh. why are you? What is this? And then I had a friend at the, she was ahead of me. So she was down below and she's yelling. She could see me. I was a little bit in distress. And I'm looking at her like, and she starts yelling at them. Leave her alone. She's done Mount Whitney. Yes, like throw it in their face. Like, like, like I don't understand. Why does a bigger, bigger body threaten you so much? And I get a lot of it. I'm just like, and I, you know, I'm so cheerful on trail. I see people, and I used to be shy. But I see people on trail. Hi, good morning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How was the hike? How was your hike? The trail etiquette. I'm, yeah, I'm the same way too. I'm. Uh, Talk to me. I feel. Talk to me nice. <laughs> Give me that good vibe. Give me the good energy. Yeah, but I've had a lot of bad experiences. Uh, the first time I did the JMT, there was this young group of girls, and every time they would see me get closer to them, they would look at me, and start talking. Get up, and because they were oh, resting, and they I would see. leave. They did not want me to pass them uh it's okay like yeah yeah it doesn't mean anything it is oh my god they were just yeah and i just just keep hiking keep hiking you know what i love about hikers there's all shapes and sizes different age ranges and you really can't discriminate because some of the strongest hikers are older people are bigger people like if you just look at a fit person there's so many fit gym rats that try hiking and get humbled real quickly like they're out of breath and they're dying like that's why whenever <laughs> i'm on the trail i'm just happy to be around everybody and i don't judge them because i don't know what their story is like there's been some goofy individuals i've seen on the trail that are like lapping me <laughs> like i'm like how is this justin you need to chill out because hiking what's so beautiful okay. about it it's very accessible and you can gain strength and experience just by hiking and building in increments. That's why I love this, uh, this activity, this passion, this, you know, so much. Like you see all kinds of peoples on the trails. Yeah, but I've also had very good experiences, as we know. Um, can I tell you about the other Whitney experience? Absolutely. So I was coming down again. Um, it was the first time I did it, and uh, my group was a, it was small. 
it was three of us, but they're way ahead. So I was like by myself. And these two guys came out of nowhere. They were just some wild hikers, backpacking, taking their own routes. And they were so cool, uh, so welcoming. And I, I was just talking about, I really want that sticker. Oh my God, I can't wait to have a beer. But even in the beginning, like I knew how long, I'm pretty good at judging my pace and when I'll finish or how much time I need. And I knew I am not going to make that store. And I guess I'll just have to come back. And we're talking, exchanging stories. And, you know, I still slowed down and they were just ready to get down. So I get down to the trailhead. Store is closed. But at the end of the Mount Whitney trailhead, where you weigh your pack. Yes. There's a case of beers and Mount Whitney stickers in there and a little note to the girl in the pink hoodie. This is for you. Yo. So sweet. God, these are some of the most thoughtful people you've encountered on both Mount Whitney journeys. Yes. 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 What a delight. People are amazing. What a delight. Yeah, the trail magic. Trail magic is real. Trail angels. It really can bring, I know you've had obviously some pretty negative experiences that have greatly upset you, scarred you. But also the trails bring out the best in people. And when it, and when it does happen yes. like that, it really just shifts your perspective about people. Like, you know what? Mm-hmm. For every bad incident that happens to me on the trails or out in the outdoors, there's much more positive experiences that I've had. And it outweighs it. Oh, yes. I'll still tell people the people on trails are some of the best people you'll ever meet, like hands down. So you are clearly a big advocate for diversity and inclusion in the great outdoors, right, Angelica? Got to ask you, what does diversifying the outdoors look like to you? Ooh, uh, that's my favorite question. <laughs> that's why we asking it. Just, I want the outdoor. It's for everybody, so I want it to look like it's for everybody because it is. And just, it doesn't matter your age your background, um, anything, male, female, sexual orientation, color, like nothing. Like the outdoors is for everybody. We, we all belong out there. There's space for all of us. And we deserve, we all deserve our time in nature, our space. It's there. So just the more representation that matters and just being diverse, like that's how... So that's how the world is. So that's how the outdoors need to be too, whether it's on trails or in marketing and even like size inclusion. Yes. Everyone needs to hop on board because, you know, we're all made differently. So uh, we we need to get get right. <laughs> Love the message. And I know you also follow this person who also promotes this as well. A- Andy Films and Hikes, Aww. right? Yes. I adore him. I was following him when he was about three or 5,000 followers. Oh, so you were following him way back when, before he blew up he, and is a trailfluencer now. I remember when he blew up. I went to Sequoia. I had no service. And then when we got out of there and I got service and I checked and I look at his account and I'm like, oh my gosh, what is going on? He's going viral. And he just blew up. And But... 
people don't see all the hard work he does and he's been doing. He's been consistent even when you don't get much, um, I don't want to say likes, um, what's, there's a different word. If like the content didn't do well, like he's consistent. Yes. He is creative and he's just been at this. He's worked very, very hard. Mm-hmm. Like this, this didn't just fall into his lap. No, he worked very hard for it. And he's still working very hard. Yeah, that message you said about yeah. everybody and also the emphasis on everybody, you know, mm-hmm. really resonated. And it also reminded me of his content as well, because I know that he's such a big advocate for plus size outdoor explorers and just diver- all kinds of shapes and bodies and orientations and uh, ages as well. Um, it makes me happy to see him thriving and celebrated and circulated all over. It's cool. It's inspiring. That's a body like me. Like, look what they're doing. Exactly. I can do this too. So it's like a Carla Amador said something, and I can't even think of how she worded it, but it's like a way they're not paving the way, but you know, saving space for us too. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. And he's so nice. He's so humble. I've talked to him when I've had, you know, little dilemmas. You know, have you gone through this? Are you going through this? Because, you know, some things are happening now and I just, I don't really feel like sometimes I can express that. And so now I've been talking to him a little bit and he's so cool. You need, everyone needs to follow him if you don't already. Yeah, he is an epic individual such as yourself. And like you said, like when you're getting these projects like the film and he's also killing it, also working with the outdoor brands, it just helps the out. It just shifts massively the outdoor industry to be more inclusive from the advertising through the gear, through the clothing. That's the special ripple effect. It is. I'm super grateful. I want to put this out into the universe. Put it out. What is it? I'm not saying like I'm not saying like I'm a model or anything, but I would love to just model for these brands like hey come hire me (laughs) well i know your proactive nature so i know (laughs) that you will make it happen for yourself and also people will help you get there you already have the network you know so many people in the community angelica like i think what i love about your energy and i think we both understand each other because we're both aries is that we create our own path dang (laughs) no i mean that you're creating your own path, Angelica, like despite certain barriers that you see, you're like, you know what? I'm going to put myself out there. And if this door closes, I'm going to burst through it. I'm going to make my <laughs> mark. That's so true, huh? I know Dang. that you being on that journey and I know Aries are like that. We're fiery. We're passionate. We work hard for what we want. And if even if it takes a while to get there, we eventually get there. We work hard at it. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I actually, someone at the, at the film festival talked to me and he told me about another account he follows and that he's just doing all these things and I, they think I have a great story and that I need to share and he's talking like book and all this other stuff and I'm just like, well, I love writing. Uh, I just don't know how to do it, get to any of this. like, But just that they're coming up to me and telling me, I'm just like, okay. Yeah, gonna, for sure a book is out. in your future because your writing <laughs> skill set is going to that's going to shine in a different project. Oh, that'd be so cool. It's going to happen. I know it will. But even this, even even your podcast, like 
when I would see them like post up and I'm just like, oh, this is so cool. And now like I'm on it. <laughs> yes. This was long overdue having this conversation. You've definitely been somebody that uh, I've been paying attention to. And I'm just so happy to see how your journey has been evolving and will continue to evolve. And along with uh, you having a larger impact, you know, as as months go by and years go by, like it's our hopes, right, that our platforms keep growing so we can make a larger impact on people. Yeah, I like I really like giving back and helping others. I've had random messages from people and they'll message me the most thoughtful message. You sharing your stories and your adventures, you really helped me and changed my life. Just touching messages and I don't even know who they are, but I'm so grateful. Even just that you took the time to tell me that. Exactly. They took the time. I'm like, you just made my day. Like, it's not an ego thing. It's just like, I helped somebody. I helped you. You're helping me. You know, maybe that week I was just down and you just pulled me right out of it. So... Yeah, they affect us just as much as we impact them because, yeah, social media is a weird place. Let's keep it real. Like we always just put most Mm -hmm. of the time our best foot forward. But there's a lot more content now where we're being much more vulnerable, being even more authentic. And I'm loving that. But still, social media at the end of the day is a very like fake, can be a very fake place, uh, fake facades. This is my best life. But those messages are so remotivating and help re-inspire us when we hit those creative lulls or if we're going through a rough patch in life, whether it's a relationship or a financial hardship or whatever it is like those messages from the community, you know, depending on what time at what point in their lives, they send it to us. Like they're making an impact on us too. Even all of you guys, everyone that shared the forward trailer, yes, I was blown away. I felt like my family just got bigger so many people were sharing it and i'm just i'm trying to message everyone like you don't understand how much this means to me that you're sharing it you know this is your page and you're sharing my trailer thank you like i love all of you it was a it was a very blessed day and i was just humbled surprised and it felt genuinely loved we rally around our own you know that (laughs) All right, Angelica. So right now, I want to transport us out of the United States and to the continent of Africa and to one of the world's seven summits. And the seven summits, in case people are not familiar, are the highest mountains on each of the seven continents of Earth. I want to chat with you about your once-in-a-lifetime trek that you experienced twice. So let's talk about your redemption on Mount Kilimanjaro, which is the world's tallest freestanding mountain. And just to start this off, like, how did the thought of wanting to do this mountain just come into your mind in the first place? So you kind of go down rabbit holes when you start researching hiking. You just, it leads you to the next great place, the next wonderful adventure. And with Kilimanjaro, I had seen a third party company and I loved that the women looked like they really bonded on these trips. So I went with them first and the women that I went with, they were all like trail sisters instantly. We came from all across the country and met in uh, Tanzania. And when we had our introductions and it was my turn, I felt like my soul was on fire. And I just gave this speech and I felt like I was talking to every each one of them, like deeply into them. And they like clapped. They were crying. They were so loving. I love them. 
but I wouldn't, I don't want to call it redemption because I don't, I was very proud of how far I made it. I made it halfway to Stella Point. I think that's about 16 or 1700,000 feet. It's not, yeah, 16,000, not 1700. 000. How tall is Mount <laughs> Kilimanjaro? It's 19,000. 19, I can't think of the exact, exact. I mean, above 19,000 um, feet. I mean, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Regardless, that's 5,000 feet taller than Mount Whitney. Mount Whitney, it's high. Um, and I got higher than Whitney. But they really, the porter, the lead guide, he wants to send you back. It's important to him to send you back the way you came. And I was super grateful. You know, I'm not ashamed um, I get to go back home to my family, to my mom, my dog, and I was proud of it. And I was still proud of the friends that I went with. I've always been proud of them. I was super proud of all the ladies. You know, you just showed girl freaking power. You all made it to the top. But, you know, my summit was different, and that's okay. Mm. So, but it was still, they left a mark on my heart, and I knew I was going to go back. And I talked with them and we worked things out and they brought me back and I brought back a whole new group that was doing my thing, what I do, but now internationally. And they came, I gave them as much information and tried to prep them and they came from all across the, the states too and um, even Canada. We had a girl from Canada and yeah, we met in Tanzania and it felt, they felt like family as soon as we met. And the second time... What, to go you know, back real quick, that first time, what happened? Mm -hmm. Did you get sick? Or, like, you get injured? I didn't, I didn't get sick. They said that I wouldn't be able to breathe if I kept going. But I want to say that it was more of, like, a pace thing. Okay. Uh, and possibly with the third-party group that I went with. Yeah, because there's a lot of logistics that go into this. This isn't a day hike. This is like a, a week-long thing, right? Yeah. Or multi-weeks? Yeah, this is a... We, the first time I went, it's a seven-day trek. Okay. Trek to Kili is the company. Used both times. They're the best. You should only go with Trek to Kili. You don't even have to go with me. You just go with them. Mm -hmm. They're the best. You, It's going to change your life. You're going to come back stronger and just able to conquer the world because of them like their dream is literally to get you up to that summit yeah and they do so much they're such good people like the porters are the mountain what's the difference between a porter and a sherpa i'm always confused about that uh, are they pretty much the like, same thing interchangeable they're like they're like the same um i've seen some documentaries where they were was it 12 was it 14 peaks where they, they think, I wouldn't be able to do this without my Sherpa, my Sherpa, my Sherpa. But it, they're trying to make make it be more impactful in a movement. They're not, don't call them Sherpas, like, use their name. Yes. Um, I can't, yeah. I remember they that. They have names, like, yeah. I think that's in 14 Peaks, right? I, I believe so, yeah. Like, they, they're, yeah. they're real people. They're not robots. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so those, that was like a, a nice little bit of information to learn but they're kind of the, the same you know they guide you they are the mountain Ooh. like don't forget that they are the mountain they live and breathe that mountain that's why they're oh, they yeah. have that job mm -hmm. 
Yeah. All right, let's go back to your second experience. You said you had a new girl group and the vibes were like, it was, things are looking much more optimistic this time around, right? Yeah. The first group, all the ladies were incredible. I love them. And they were so proud of me when I went back. And I, so I have nothing but good things to say about them. Mm-hmm. And the second group, like, this is, you know, something that I created. I did this. And it was a uh, 11, 12 of us. Okay. 12 of us. There's three more, but they had to postpone their trip. So, but yeah, uh, 12 of us. And I made it for eight days, not seven. I thought, well, let me give myself an extra day. Um, but when I went, it felt, that felt like home. And a lot of the, the guides and porters that were on my first trip were on this trip. Oh, right on. That's special. That's <laughs> awesome. They remembered me. And even some that weren't on the second trip, um, when they saw me in the hotel, Angelica. <laughs> they lit up. I'm like, you remember my name? You're a memorable yeah. person, Angelica. <laughs> it was so cool to see them. I'm just like, I want to do this forever. But yeah, so the second trip and uh, same thing. Very proud of everybody. Some of us had different summits and I'm so proud of them. And I, I talked to them like, you have to go down this mountain the right way. You can't mm. go down upset. You need to be proud of what you've just done. Like you're inspiring so many you don't even know it. But yeah. When you reach that iconic summit, though, on your second time with all the different colorful flags, like what raced through your mind and body? So after Stella Point, you're, is that one where you're just at 19,000 and you're starting to get up the rest of the change (laughs) to the peak, just the mountain, (laughs) everything is super just bright. And I kept repeating myself like, It was like the first time I was seeing something so beautiful. Oh my gosh, this is so beautiful. Over and over again. We'll we'll hike a little bit. I'm like, oh my gosh. And they look back, (laughs) are you okay? Look at this. It's incredible. And walk a little bit more. Do you see this, you guys? AKA losing your damn mind. Oh, it was just so. Oh, I know that feeling. Wow. Yeah. I know what you're saying. That's that hiker's high. The wow in yes. every direction, like, are you kidding me? Oh my God, wow, what is wow. this? That elevated yeah. state of consciousness up there. And it's only a little bit more, well, we say a little bit, but it was a, it, it just took like a little bit longer to get to the summit summit. It's like there's two, there's like uh, Stella Point and then Uru Peak. So you're getting there and you have to go around. Like once you get to Stella, you can see that sign over there. And you're like, all right, I got okay. this. Okay. But then you're trekking around and you're like, oh my God, <laughs> where is it? <laughs> and then you, when you look up, it's kind of like a Mount Whitney thing when you see the hut. Yes. And you see that, that sign, the little stand with the flags in this. And you see it and just your whole body just tingly and emotion and mm. your eyes just well up and your heart. And you kind of, you thank God. And I made it. My two feet got me here. My This body got me all this the way body. up here. The oh. world's tallest freestanding mountain. Yeah, we're on the rooftop of Africa. That's actually been a dream hike of mine too. And what's so, maybe you can speak to this a bit more. What makes that trek 
the Mount Kilimanjaro trek so uh, visually stunning is that you go through like multiple ecosystems, right? You're going through like four to five yeah. ecosystems. Like, could you describe that really briefly? The different ecosystems you trek through to reach the summit. Yeah, there's the rainforest, uh, high desert, Arctic, and it's just crazy how it changes. And then every day, and then you see her, and she's just peeking out these clouds, like, hey. <laughs> Even on the plane in, um, I suggest sitting on the left. Is it the left side of the plane? Because you pass it, and you, you sometimes you see her poking out, and you're like, "Oh my god, I'm about to be there." Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, all that content I was seeing, I was like, "That's definitely been on my list for a while." I just need to find the time to, you know, get on Let's out there. Go. We going tomorrow, y'all. We're booking a ticket. <laughs> Trek to Kelly, right? Uh, yes. The food is amazing too. Like you wouldn't think. You're like, what am I going to eat on the mountain for eight days? It's incredible. It is so tasty. So many vegetables and fruits and and meat too. Like, oh my God. And you get like hot soup for everything. They would wake us up. They would come to our tents, wake us up and bring us tea or coffee. Oh, uh, wonderful. I had so many um, hibis- hibiscus teas. I was like, I love it. And oh, hibiscus sugar, teas are great. Oh my gosh. And the sugar out there is is like real. And it's just like... It's so good. Like, and we had hot tea. Like, they brought it to us in our tent while we wake up. I meant to ask you on this second experience on Mount Kilimanjaro, uh-huh. what allowed you to finish it this time around? Like, did you do anything differently or did you take something or did you train in a certain way to, you know, allow you to get over that hump on the first time you first uh, attempted it? I just, I set it up. I told them it's going to be a slow group. Mm. Um, I want eight days instead of seven. And instead of a midnight push for Summit, we did like an early morning. So you're not fighting. When you go at midnight, you're fighting your mind. You're fighting the cold. Like, true. you want to stop. You need to pee. You you need a drink. You get so mental, mentally, like, just blocked. And going the time that we went and then my guide the lead was the same one and when I left the first time he's like you're gonna come back and you're gonna make it and and he's like I love you (laughs) I was like I love you too um and I came back and he was the same one he they wanted him he's like the best the best Andrew he's the best of the best and he's he's so smart just with hikers and the mountain and everything. And he knew, he's like, no, your pace is gonna make it, but this is what we need to do, just trust me. I'm like, okay, are you sure? Like, I wanted extra time to, to do this. I wanted an extra day of rest. Well, we flipped some things around. He knew, he just studied us and he ah, knew what to do. Interesting. And he's like, I promise you, you're gonna, I'm gonna give you X amount of time. I'm gonna give it to you, even if you need this amount of time. And he gave it to us. He promised. I took an hour less of what he promised, the max, and I made it. It was a long day, um, but we all ma- like we made it. So I was so thankful to him. I'm like, thank you. Wow, that's special that you got to complete it. I know the first time you did it, you're very proud of yourself, and you brought up a really good point. Mm-hmm. Like on different attempts, your summit may be different, and that's okay. Yes, you know. I'm really trying to push that. We had different summits. Yeah, I like how you I've say had, that. I've had people say, oh, she didn't make it. <laughs> like, I made it very far. Don't, yeah, don't it, talk any kind of way about my summit. 
I know we've had this conversation. Like, I'm not, um, I don't care to say that I've had to turn back a mile from a few summits and I felt demoralized at first, but you know, it's, we got really far and that's an accomplishment in and of itself. And we always hear that phrase. It's about the journey. It may sound cliche, but it really is about the journey, the training, the Mm -hmm. people you're with, or maybe if you did it solo, you know, it's, it's all just a part of the story at the end of the day, you know, wherever you reach. And even, yes. And even on this past trip, I had people ask, well, how many made it to the top? And I'm like, we had different summits, and we all did great. Good response. Yeah. They're just so obsessed about the end, yeah. which I can understand, but we're, we're reframing the conversation. You know, you're reframing mm-hmm. the conversation like, hey, they had, different, they had a different summit because that's a, so much effort and time to just make the trip out there to hike the amount of mileage and to, to get to those different landmarks or different points of elevation on the mountain. Like, it's all like earn i feel like each each day you make it to camp you need to celebrate because that's a that's an achievement Mm. in itself and even just putting that down payment like you should be proud of yourself i feel like that's the hardest thing to do because you're like am i gonna do this can i do it people ask me can i do that i'm like killy is for everybody you it's not gonna be easy you do need to train but if you listen to the the guides and trust them if you do your part and work hard you're going to do great. What are some uh, training hikes you can do or backpacking training hikes you can do here in SoCal so, or California in preparation for this? Two, two of the ladies from my training group this year, were they went with me. They, they slid into my DMs. They're like, can we join you? Can we? I'm like, yeah, there's still room. Come on, let's okay, go. Okay, okay. And, and then I added, oh, and I'm going to do this training series. And they're like, we're down. We're in. We call them the patties and they came and they hiked all the hikes. Like I started from smaller hikes. I tried to like study them, throw in some different ones from a a previous list I had. And just so we would build up in mileage and elevation gain. And then I think the highest that the the two patties got to was this one weekend pretty close to our trip. They went and spent in Mammoth, which is very smart, very, very smart. And then I think uh, two weeks before they did, we camped, backpacked Cucamonga Peak. So that was the highest that they went and they did great. They listened to them, they went slow. I I stress, you wanna go slow. You wanna drink, chug your water and Mm -hmm. eat. Even when you're not hungry, just eat, eat. They say summiters, eaters are summiters. Yeah, because to your point, when you do these high elevation mountains, the acute mountain sickness or the AMS hits you if you're not going slow enough and not hydrating constantly and eating. Like all of that tackles and fends off uh, acute mountain sickness from the few experiences that I've had, you know, like in the higher elevation peaks, such as a Mount Whitney, from my understanding. Yeah. Like you want to be slow. If you go up too fast, that's usually when you get sick because your body's not being acclimatized. I don't know how to pronounce Acclima- acclimated enough. Yep, that's true. Um, I kept telling them about, you know, you're going to get to a point where you're not hungry and you just need to eat anyway. And one of the patties was like, when is this going to kick in? Because I, I don't feel it. And she's like, <laughs> eating. <laughs> but finally, I think it was before we got to summit camp. 
I would watch her and I was like, oh, she's even a little slower today. It's a little, it's, it's, it's challenging today. Sure. So it does, it does hit you. And even on summit night, um, that last dinner before we had do the push for summit, I, I was like, I can't eat any of this, but I'm there. And I could see like one of the porters, the guides watching me. And I'm just like, I'm shoving, I'm shoveling it down and my face is just like, <laughs> yeah, you're just like, just, I was trying so, I was like, I got to get this down. I got to get this in me. I got to eat. I got to eat. Yeah, it's hard to eat those solid foods at the high elevation. I remember eating so many goo gels in Mount Whitney and my stomach was feeling all all wiry. But the food was good. I just, it was that last, that last summit, the summit night. I was like, I can't eat. Angelica, you (laughs) got the job done. I'm proud of you to see that. You know what? Yes. Even on the way down, which was the way down is a whole nother adventure too, but um, there was one guide and he, I love him. He was just some random uh, other guy taking up his group while I was coming down because it took me a long time. So he congratulated me. But the other days, like even there, I had people questioning me. We all go down the same way. It's a different way from the trek up. So the route down is a different way. But... Obviously, they're passing me because it was going down. I was hurting. And they're questioning me. Did you make it? Mm. And they're asking. And they're, even in their language, they're asking, did she make it? They're asking the guide I'm with, did she make it? And I'm like, what did he say? <laughs> you're like, hey, I, I know what you I have an idea of what you're saying. Yeah. And one guy was even, he was, he was rude, which is very unlike them because they're very sweet, kind people. And he's like, almost fighting with me he's like you made it i'm like did you make it because <laughs> he, he was looking at me and he was actually like a big a big porter a guide i'm like did you make it <laughs> yeah i made it you want to see the picture right here i was like i was like fire aries calm down yeah you're like all right let's let's take it down a notch take it down a notch i'm like what you don't believe me i'm lying like i'm happy like and then even if you didn't like you you did great so don't question people yeah maybe the question should be like uh How's uh, how how, how's the trek it? been so far, or something? I don't know, mm-hmm. right? Not hey, did yeah. you make it? Because it's like, ugh, god damn it. Yeah, but uh, it's a great experience. Yeah, it looked like the trip of a lifetime both times. So, again, much loving congratulations to you for completing it you. on your second attempt, and it looks like you're gonna hold those memories for you for, you know, so many years to come. I can only, I can't wait till I do such a trek like that like a multi-day one in another country those look like the memories that just last a lifetime i know i've seen um victor do a lot of stuff yes from la la trail killers yeah victor from la trail killers that's the fam yeah. right there he's he's super inspirational with his solo adventures his solo trekking like he does some pretty wild stuff yeah he travels i'm like oh my god but the, see, that's where we get it in the spark and we see and we discover places from other people sharing. We have so many bad as people in our community. So many. We do. SoCal's on fire. Yes. SoCal <laughs> is on fire. It's on and popping down here. So many inspirational mm-hmm. people that contribute to the scene in their own unique way. Mm-hmm. So Angelica, you clearly do a lot of backpacking and through hiking and with those kind of adventures, it requires you to be off the grid in the backcountry for weeks or even months at a time. And this can be a very empowering and spiritual experience. And at the same time, can be very difficult 
you know, for you after it's all said and done. So I want you to talk to me about the transition from through hiking to coming back home to everyday life. What's that mm. like? Uh, it's rough. They have, what is it called? Post trail depression. That, that don't like, that's a real thing. It's super hard because you're out there in the wide open beauty and then you come home and you have four walls and it's very constricting and going back to work after, you know, your only job was, I'm going to hike 10 miles every day. <laughs> I'm going to swim in lakes, in the most beautiful <laughs> alpine lakes. Uh, I'm going to take in all these sunsets on just, and then you're, you're at, you know, work, nine to five traffic. It's so overwhelming coming back home. And then even your friends and family, especially like friends, you, they can't just wait for you. They're living their life. They're making their plans. So when you come back, it's almost like not that they forgot about you or moved on, but it's very hard to jump back into that. I had a couple of people that actually made time and did a little hike to come see me. We did Echo Mountain, and I was like, I love you guys. Um, yeah, so it is rough. You do feel like I chose to be solo on this trip, and when I came back home, I was forced to be solo. Mm. So it's hard to adjust. Yeah, um, but... Forced to be solo. That's the, a crazy way to look at that, yeah. Yeah, when you come back, it's it's hard. It's challenging. How long does it take you to kind of like feel back to your normal self or not in your normal self because i feel like you felt that when you're out on your adventures but like back to a place in your mind where like you feel a bit more comfortable like back home is it like uh, several weeks months or what does that period of time look like uh, i mean for my body to, to get back it takes like two weeks uh my body swells a lot with hikes and backpacking so like i just blow up even more and it takes one to two weeks for all the swelling to go down and then like i'm like oh, okay like my, my shoes fit again <laughs> my legs aren't all like blown up um and then just going back to work i usually have to go back to work right away so i'm just thrown into that and you know your your mind and your heart is still out there but you gotta come back and make money and pay bills so i'm kind of it's like another forceful situation mm -hmm. it's not doesn't matter if i need time like i have to be back so i just hop right back into things yeah and, and go about the rat what is it the rat uh the rat, rat race. race of everyday life in the united states because yeah. you know our values yeah. here is like hustle till you die you know you you know your values tied to productivity only and materialism a lot I'm of dead. time <laughs> what'd you say i'll rest when i'm dead yeah, exactly. And that's what we glorify. And it's like, it's really extreme at times. It's, you know, you go to other countries, other places in the world, they have different values, you know, like in Europe, or they value like family and friends, long dinners, long lunches, fresh food. Always, uh, I love, yes, the long lunches. Let's look yeah, at in Tanzania too. Some places, yeah. will, uh, some places will take longer at times to get your food order. And you're like, why is this taking up? an hour two hours it's because they're on lunch like they just when they feel like it and however long they need they're gonna take their break and i'm like well i wish that was like that in the u.s yeah it's just crazy how the rest of the world lives in comparison to you know people who live in the u.s and what we value here not that there's anything necessarily super bad about you know hustling and you know some of the things that we put 
an emphasis on, but it can mm-hmm. burn a lot of people out. And when you travel to other places and you see how other people live, you're like, huh, maybe life doesn't have I to be like it. this, this rat race every day of just, you know, hustle till you die. Like there's things you can do in life that will give you a lot of meaning, you know. Mm-hmm. All right. So guess that. what? Or actually not guess what? I'm super excited to ask you this next question as you just have countless outdoor adventures, both domestically and internationally. If there was one hiking or outdoor experience you could relive all over again, what would it be? Only one? Only one. Take a moment to think about what that experience would be for you. Oh my goodness. That's like a toss up between the JMT and and Killy. If I could relive the that moment again. If you could relive one hiking or outdoor experience all over again for yourself. Also, the Five Peak Challenge was pretty, pretty monumental. Yeah, maybe. If you had to choose one, which one are you leaning towards? That's so hard. Okay, I won't say Killy because I'm gonna plan to to go back there. I want to bring more people back. Okay. There. So I won't say Killy because I'm gonna have different experiences there. Uh, maybe the. JMT, like I wish that I could, yeah, because I dream about that one often. I know that path. I know how the rivers flow and how the stars sparkle at night. And yeah, I wish I could re- relive that one. The JMT, the iconic John Muir Trail, that is definitely on my list in terms of uh, backpacking through hiking adventures. And I've yet to even get into that. Like, I'm so excited to when I do step into that new path and explore those kind of. Uh, outdoor experience because you know me i'm like a yes i camp and do things but i'm just a crazy day hiker for the most part you know i've yet to experience the spiritualness of the 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 overnights the multi-day trekking so let's do catalina that's like a a pretty nice one there's food stops and restrooms pretty throughout the the island yeah there's a lot of great opportunities locally i definitely want to do that you know the overnights of cucamonga for sure. Oh, yes. Like, that's definitely oh, a must. Kukumanga. I want to see that sunrise and hopefully a sea of clouds. Yes. Cucamonga. Forgot about that one. All right. Guess what? What? It's time for the rapid fire question section. Oh, my goodness. Here Let's we go. go. Let's do this. All right. Woo-hoo. The way it works, there's two rounds. Uh-huh. First round oh. is outdoor focus. And then round two is personal. So you just answer with one word answers or short and concise answers. <laughs> okay. All right. Ready. You ready? Round one. I'm nervous. Let's go. You ready, Rock Steady? <laughs> yes. Favorite trail snack? Cheez Its. Trail runners or hiking boots? Hiking boots. I need ankle support. Desert or deserted island? Deserted island. Waterfalls or lakes? Lakes. Rock scrambling or surfing loose scree? Rock scrambling. Ep- 100%. <laughs> epic day hike or epic backpacking trip? Epic backpacking trip. Of course, of course. <laughs> Favorite camping meal? <laughs> camping meal? Ooh, lasagna mountain house meals. Shout out to Mountain House. You are an ambassador uh-huh. for them as well, correct? Yeah, they're tasty. They're I I have a few friends that've been like, I don't like that. I'm like, okay, but everyone else, they love them. Like they're so good. They they are tasty. Um, I have a bunch. Like I try to give them away. Freebies. I gave a bunch to the. Yeah, they're good. And you can do like there's a lot of Mountain House hacks like. A lot of their meals, they have um, some that you could just throw them in a tortilla, and it's like, oh, this is so good. And bring like little hot sauce packets. Nice. From like Taco Bell or something. They're good. Hardest hike you've done? 
Oh, hardest hike. Hardest hike. Uh, hardest hike. Which one snatched Probably. your soul? San Bernardino. Oh, yeah, that's a it's, long it's one. Long. Oh, yeah, it's long. The twin of San Gregorio. San yeah. Bernardino when, Mountains. Once you said snatched your soul. <laughs> it helped you, right? <laughs> yeah. I remember driving home so late. It was dark, and my eyes were just bloodshot, and I was, like, gripping the steering wheel. I'm like, I got to get home. Oh, my God. And it's a two-hour drive. Yeah, San Bernardino Peak and San Gregorio, especially if you live in L.A. or the surrounding areas, it's just such a massive all-day commitment because of the two-hour drive to get there, and then you're defeated. Well, not defeated necessarily, but your your body's wrecked after the hike because it's like 17... 18 miles, and then you got to drive two hours home. It's like, this is not cool. Yeah. Dawn or dusk? Dawn. Mountain lions or grizzly bears? Which would I, like, prefer? Just got to choose one. Grizzly bear. Damn, okay. Dog poodle bush or poison oak? Poison oak. Taco Tuesday or waterfall Wednesday? Waterfall Wednesday. All trails or Gaia GPS? All trails. (laughs) All trails are far out. Well, those are different. Oh, that's true, huh? Far out. Yeah. Santa Monica Mountains or San Gabriel Mountains? San Gabriel. San Gabriel Mountains <laughs> or Eastern Sierras? Oh, Eastern Sierras. Favorite international mountain? <laughs> really? I know. <laughs> Kilimanjaro. Duh, right? <laughs> yeah. Music artist you want to hike with? Music artist? Music artist you want to hike with? Burna Boy. Burna Boy! <laughs> that's such a great answer. Burna Boy. Oh man, that's that's, man. that's gonna be a <laughs> dance party on the trails. I've thought about so many like creative content things that I wanted to do with his music, and I'm like, I just don't have the time. But I'm like, oh, this would be funny. Burn a boy for the record. Favorite wildlife to observe? Wildlife, butterflies. Favorite type. Does it remind me of my my grandmother. Really? Why is that? Yeah. Um. She would always say like, um, you know, when I'm gone. You see the butterflies. That's me watching over you. Oh, that's yeah. so sweet. Favorite type of landscape at this moment? Mm. Mountain, desert, forest. For- you get the vibe. For- forest. 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 I'm a forest girl. <laughs> Greatest fear on the trail? Ooh, I don't have a fear of heights. Like, I love being high. I have a fear of falling. I don't know. Like, people say it's the same thing, but mm. I just have a fear of falling because... I've actually in the past broke my back. I've had my back was broke. <laughs> on a trail? No, like at work and I didn't walk for a while. Like oh, it's a wow. bad injury in my back, yeah. Yeah, that you so, probably out for a few months. Oh yeah. Oh jeez. Yeah. Favorite piece of outdoor gear you own? Outdoor outdoor gear? Oh, I love my my Osprey extended fit pack and the color is beautiful. What's the is, what's style. the name of the model? Out of curiosity. Does it have a name? Uh, I feel like they ask me this all the time, and I'm like, oh, no. Um, and it's in the other room, too. But It's okay. Yeah. It's a great pack. Like if Osprey Extended Fit. Yeah. National park you want to visit the most that you have not already? Ooh, um, the uh, Yellowstone. In one word, how does hiking make you feel? Bless. What's your ideal outside temperature? Cold. I like it cold. I sweat. All right. How, how cold like do you like 60s. it cold? 60s? 60s. Are you a SoCal yeah. girl? I don't seem like it. Uh, it's hot all the time. Like, I get hot easily. I sweat easily. I'm a hot mess. Hot hike like mess. 50, hot. <laughs> I'm a hot hiking mess. Um, let it be cold so I can wear. I like to wear layers. 60 degrees for the record. 
All right, that concludes yeah. round one. I'm going to take a quick water break, and we'll jump into round two. Perfect. This yeah, is where I, I always say I need a water sponsor to plug. Oh, what's your water? Or what water are you drinking? <laughs> I don't know. It's probably the 7-Eleven water from down the street. <laughs> oh, you have a Nalgene. There you go. Yeah, I mean, I got the REI Co-op Nalgene bottle. But the actual water, I don't even remember the brand. I just, whatever water case was laying around yeah. near me. <laughs> All right, round two. You ready? I'm ready. You ready, Rock Steady? Let's go, Justin. <laughs> Favorite comfort food? Comfort, uh, hot wings. Hot. Favorite cartoon show hot. growing up? Uh, X-Men. Yes, dope answer. <laughs> Favorite emoji? Yeah. Emoji? Uh, the poop emoji? <laughs> I feel like I text my friends that a lot. What a backpacking answer. <laughs> Favorite holiday? I mean, it's not a holiday, but the last four months of the year. I love it. It's it's so special. <laughs> what, no, really. what, a, what an answer. Yeah, no, the last four months of the year is my favorite holiday. You have... Uh, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, um, back to school, and then New Year's. So I like you just clumped yeah. in four to five holidays all together as your answer. Yeah, it's great. What's your hidden talent? My hidden talent? Hmm, hidden talent? I don't know if it's hidden. Like, I love to cook. Um, okay. I, I think I'm good at, at cooking and baking. Uh, oh, that's like right. That. You're really good at baking. You made that cake that one time where you, you, you bake. I remember I bought the cookies like from bake. you for one of the uh, the group hikes. I know. It was, just, it was just super hot that day. I was like, oh, my God. My my baked goods are sweating. That's right. I, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> App you are currently using the most besides Instagram. Uh, WhatsApp. Favorite superhero. Favorite superhero? I love Loki. Oh, Loki from uh, Thor. Yeah, I love right Loki. I loved him when he was bad. Um, I don't know. I, I like him. Is that a superhero? Super villain. But we'll clump it so together. He's, he's, he's great. I love Loki. If you could be any animal, what would you be? A bear. I love bears. Like, I love bears. Grizzly bear or black bear? Black bear. Black bear. Probably like, probably like, no, not a blonde black bear though. Even though ours are very blonde here, but I want to be a dark, a dark one, a little brown one. <laughs> if you could travel back in time, what period would you go to? Back in time. Oh my goodness. Uh, I don't know. I'm very. I, I'm happy with where I am right now. So, Look at you with the deep traveling. answer. Look at you. I'm right where I need to be. Describe yourself in three words. Three words? Loud? Uh, I think I'm funny. Like, loud, funny, and... Loud, funny, and... Lovable? <laughs> <laughs> Lovable. <laughs> How adorable. <laughs> Loud, funny, and lovable. Yeah. And here's the final question for the rapid-fire question section. You ready? 
Let's go. <laughs> Favorite sound? Favorite sound? Rain on my tent. Love the added description. Rain on your tent. Mm-hmm. Love that. All right, that concludes the rapid fire question section. You survived both rounds, and now we're pretty much at the end of the episode. But but before I conclude it, I always turn the spotlight back to the guest. Angelica, do you have any final thoughts that you want to share with the listeners? The floor is yours. Final thoughts. Uh, if you've been listening this long, thank you. Your time means the world to us, to me, and. If I've inspired you, you're going to go out there and do what you need to do. And you're going to inspire other people. So don't, you know, it's going to be challenge, challenging, but just keep moving forward. You got this. Boom. Love that you ended with the forward. <laughs> On the day of your world premiere of your film, Forward. Thank you, Angelica, mm-hmm. for the final words, final thoughts. Oh, so special to have you on. And that concludes everything, everybody. Adventures with Angelica, Just Trek Podcast, Elevation is a Recreation, and we are out. (laughs) Peace. Bye. Thank you. (laughs) Just Trek crew, Just Trek fam. What an inspirational spirit and beautiful soul we just had on the show. Conversations like these are extra special because Angelica is a friend who I've known for a few years now and I've shared the trails with a handful of times. It's a joy to see her elevating in life, her outdoor pursuits, and reaching some incredible milestones for herself while raising others up along the way. Elevation is her recreation. I also always remember her joining us at the Topanga Overlook in the Santa Monica Mountains when we had a Sunset Summit dance celebration. That was a group hike for the history books, which was in collaboration with our good friends Outdoor Adventure Plus. I'm really excited to see how the journey keeps unfolding for my fellow Aries Angelica. May you keep inspiring your community to keep on moving forward, no matter what the pace, no matter what the obstacle. If you enjoyed this episode and found value in it, support and subscribe to us on patreon.com slash just trek. You can find the link in our bio. This support really does help a lot to keep this show running for you and the community. Also, while you're at it, take a screenshot on whatever streaming platform you're currently listening on and tag us on Instagram at JustPeriodTrek. I would love to see who is tuning in, and it also helps with spreading awareness about the episode so that others in the community can tune in as well. In other words, keep on spreading the love. Also, if you happen to be listening on the Spotify app, I highly encourage you to answer the question and poll on there that is located at the bottom of the episode page. And with that all being said, let's get into our official outro. Thank you, gracias and salamat for tuning in to the entire episode. If you like the show, make sure to subscribe and leave a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes. Follow us on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are streaming on all the major platforms. If you want to send me a message, Email JustTrekOfficial at gmail.com or slide in my DMs on Instagram at Just.Trek or on my personal at JustRock, J-U-S-T-R-O-C. If you would like to support my creative endeavors, check out the merch store on JustTrek.net slash shop. For more outdoor inspiration, make sure to check out our website, 
We have blogs, vlogs, and trip reports. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Have a wonderful day. And please remember to just keep on trekking.